International. Black, 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 blue, 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 <laughs> booyaka, booyaka, blow, blow, clack, clack, clack. What's up, guys? I'm Devin Walker. <laughs> Welcome to Leading the Blind with Ariel. Mc- yeah, I was about to say Ariel McCorkle with Ariel Norman and Jared McCorkle. This is going to be great. You guys are going to enjoy it. And uh, whoop, whoop, swag, swag, bow. <laughs> <laughs> Why would, I mean, I don't, I don't, shitty, why would you pick Asian over black? If you're a girl. If you're a girl. Yeah, tell me about that. Because like, Asian, everybody. everybody likes this Asian is girls. way more interesting every, to me now. Everybody's all about everybody Asian. Everybody likes Asian every, girls. It doesn't, every ethnicity of dude is into Asian girls. I'm not really. That's like, I'm not really into them sexually, but but everyone else is. Exactly, yeah, same. That, yeah, I had no But I mean, I don't want to be raised in an Asian country. I'm talking about, No, no, like, I get that. I just, an American, like, in, if you live in, like, San Francisco. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. funny how, so like. I would like to be half Asian, actually. That's Ooh. really the sweet spot. Ooh, half black, half Asian. Those half people black, are, Asian, are beautiful. Yeah, they can that. do that. Oh yeah, I went I, to, I went to middle the penis school. And the vagina don't fit usually, but if but, you try hard enough, and I went to school with this kid Tim Walker. He's a good friend. He was like my best friend in like sixth grade. And you guys mm-hmm. had the last he, name. He was black and Asian, and yeah, every, all the girls loved him. He oh, lost yeah, his virginity right. when he was like eleven. That Fuck is one that of those guy. things, like yeah. where most mixed race people are really good looking, that's but true. every now and then, you know, if there's one that's not, then yeah. you're just like, oh, what a disappointment. A, a black parent and a white parent is a real toss up. You yeah, really, toss-up. yeah. yeah some of them are. Yeah, you don't know what you're getting. You just mean physically. With a giant. Yeah, yeah. I like, feel like seventy percent of the happen. time, yeah, you cutest don't thing ever. Thirty percent of the time, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sucks. Usually, it's a good. I'm just amazed at how quickly you guys assumed it would should be Asian or so. Not should be, but that like the I was way a, you would be. Like yeah. I was unaware. I think, of if, I think if I was Ariel and I, if I think if I was a white woman and I had to switch to maybe my gayness to just like can I think I would go Asian. I think I yeah. might just not have known that. Dudes are into. As I would never fact, want to be an Asian guy, though. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. not absolutely, man. They're so. They're so. Uh, they're we are going to get letters. Emasculated. About no, this. it's not my fault. They're just this discriminated just, yeah, against. This is just the way that yeah, Asian men. Yeah. It's this they, that that TV show mm-hmm. uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend was the first one to have like the Asian guy be like the love interest, and he's like buff and dumb. Yeah, and yeah. they yeah. had to make him in like an idiot white guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have him do push ups and not read. Exactly, that was important. But he just said, but mm-hmm. that's the only that's you've never seen that character. Times by making him very dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dumb as hell. Asians' intelligence is just holding them back. I wonder how Asian yeah. people feel about that. I wonder how they feel they about. They feel it. mixed. I feel like from my experience. I, I haven't talked to anybody. It's I've, it's I've like got a gang of Asian friends, and I haven't spoken to them about their thoughts. I mean, oh yeah, you have material about, about your gang of Asian friends. You think Do about I? think I about. Even though oh, you told oh, me I, stories, I told a story it. about yeah. it on Pat Dean's podcast. There you go. Sorry think, guys. Okay, so so a lot of <laughs> stereotypes about Asians are positive, if you will, but it's kind of like the the big black penis thing. If you are black and you have a big dick, maybe that's fine. Yeah. But if yeah. you happen to be a dumb Asian or a small dick black dude, a lot you point. Pointed to sudden, Devin. You pointed to Devin when yeah. you said that. Well, you know, I, I just, I've always described myself as just a regular dick guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, walking but, around but with for a your regular dick. build, you know, because I feel like you're fairly tall and broad. Like, I feel like if you had an average penis, 
like average average that would be kind of small for your frame oh yeah i see well i don't know i feel good about where i'm okay, at well that's all that matters um, you know what i mean I you feel, walk around like you have a reasonably sized yeah i'm never so in, i'm never in a situation sexually where i'm like oh no is she gonna like i'm always you although start, it you, must be awkward if you have the confidence and stature and whatever of mm -hmm. someone with a big dick mm -hmm. then it's even more disappointing and awkward if you don't which I'd have to imagine is a type of dude. I don't. You've yeah. seen the most dicks out of probably. The, out of I've seen most of them us. close up. Okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't. And well, no, yeah. Do plus porno. So do, yeah, for sure. Do you sure. feel like people's confidence usually like correlates with their? Dick? So here's why it doesn't work with my example. Is that like I feel like gay men aren't interested in that in the same way in mm. dick size in well in identifying through it so there's like if you mm. have a small dick as a gay guy you can have a awesome yeah or top <laughs> honestly because like it's easier to get in exactly so it's actually kind of the yeah. diamond in the rough exactly <laughs> yeah like, so i mean there's definitely a right uh, like kind of a how deep are bubbles well, it doesn't matter. No, because I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's not just it's not just girth, but, the, but like if you have a is is having a three inch long penis a good thing? Probably. Well, I think here's a, here's the special rule. Anything past the prostate, which is yeah. not far into the oh. rectal canal up top, yeah, uh, it is not really doing a whole bunch oh, more. Oh, that's interesting. Because for be. women, since we don't have that. Yeah. I don't think of it that way. Yeah, any oh. different or extra sensation can be added as like a novelty, like, oh, this is feels oh, this different is or something much. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not it, in terms of like just physical stimulation oh, yeah. or whatever. Okay. So it's I fine, just, though, to have a, a like a, yeah, a micro I think so. dick. And, I just, and moreover, well, micro dick might be, let's, that's well, no, disgusting. No, I'm saying like a two or three. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> <No>. for <previous. laughs> No, but I, really, I do think that it's just not something that gay guys are, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you meet straight dudes where you think that guy's got to have a small dick like any if or mm -hmm. it comes up if i meet a straight guy who's either too aggressive and like insecure or really timid i'm like maybe like if we're if we're talking about a mutual friend that's like that mm -hmm. i i will enter that as a possibility it's like could just have a really small dick yeah mm -hmm. with gay guys i just don't feel like it informs it's, the personality and they say, yeah, yeah. i would say that's true it is hard to tell but don't you still ariel's got an estimation for everyone's dick she <laughs> has a like she it. has a it's picture in she has a ratio yeah, yeah. I do. that she is one of the first of things i think about where do you think i'm at <laughs> well, now we've talked about it, so you've kind of clouded my data. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word for you know, six inches or whatever. Solid. Mm -hmm. Solid. But wait, wait, wait! I had one more. Oh, but aren't you aren't you gay men still attracted to big dicks like aesthetically? Yeah, I think that's just fun. I don't. And actually, yeah. I don't think all guys. I think it's in, like anything like. Uh, like a bigger car or you know what I mean like it's yeah. I don't think well it's, no because we like smaller puppies what, what, I, well, I guess what, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it might look cooler <laughs> it might look cool because it's more pronounced yeah. but it's not it doesn't relate to function in the same way some yeah. women seem to be not into small dicks because they don't think it works for them as well. But see, yeah. I just have this. I, I mean, I've never talked to a girl in my life who's been like, yeah, like I've talked to most girls that I've talked to that have had like a reasonable amount of sex have been like, yeah, I've seen like, let's say they've had sex with 20 people. They're yeah. like, yeah, I've seen two dicks that like wouldn't work. But like, they're yeah. like, yeah, the vast majority of everybody. Like, I feel yeah, like I think, I think that's the, right. Can get the job done. For whatever reason, if you have a dick that's too big, yeah, uh, that's you don't have to feel bad about it though. You might be like, oh, this is really inconvenient, but like, that's kind of cool. I've known some guys who, yeah, it is cool it's for like, them, but at the same time, yeah. they've had trouble uh, yeah. having oh, sex. Women yeah. will reject them often. But it's yeah, like that's that, a true that thing. sentence is, I was like, my dick is just too great to have good sex. I mean, it's probably it's too worth great. it. It's 
probably worth it. Yeah. If I had to choose, if I could be in a different life, I, I mean, I, w- I would probably be a guy with a slightly too big dick. I, I mean, just slightly just too slight, big. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. only the adventurous women could be. Yeah. Could, yeah. Well, I'm just saying he can go to bed at night with like yeah. you know it's still I've broken uh, yeah. a couple cervixes yeah yeah a oh, couple Jesus. hearts couple cervixes I don't know what's more gross to me cervixes on their own or broken ones is it so. cervices <laughs> so, okay uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. Know. I've never. I've never Cervic, used the no. plural form of that of word. Of anything, but really. Actually, cervix sounds like yeah, it he could has be. broken yeah. <laughs> Just one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one day you might get to use the plural. Well, we can. We should move on. But I am curious. Are we? Is this? This isn't going to be on it, right? Yeah. This is gonna be oh on. no! Yeah, yeah. Wherever Ethan feels. I mean, no. But Ethan, I don't want people listening to be talking about dicks. Yeah. And no, no. But yeah. cervixes. I don't. Want I mean, why did you think we were talking about? Can we just start it when we start talking about? We'll talk about afterwards. I heard. I heard Vanessa's episode. And y'all talked about clits for like twelve. She minutes. Dem- she that's part of a yeah. writer. She was like, "We're gonna talk about clits. That's <laughs> yeah, what I do. It's all a story." Here's the thing: we're gonna go listen to this uh, afterwards and be like, uh, "Is it worth putting it in?" But I'm telling you right now, feel like the more uh, trepidation you, you have, yeah. the better. <laughs> this is gonna be for everybody listening. Um, Look at this text I got from this number that I don't know. Yeah, is that's a, a that's a fucking a loser. Pick? No, <laughs> you gave a loser your number. Hey, by the way, what's your zodiac sign? I, I do Maybe not, it's a zodiac killer. I don't know. Who that <laughs> don't text them I back. Don't have that Rep- number saved. I don't, well, I, I'd say don't text them. What back is your zodiac sign for the listeners? Wait, is that the same as? Is that like a like Aquarius? Your, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm an Aquarius. Uh, I can't remember if I like Aquarius. Yeah, I, I think I, I do. One I of my best friends. I hate talking about these signs. What month are you? I'm February. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm split. February. <laughs> I feel like it's it is a fun <laughs> way to like, just talk shit about people. Like if there's someone at work that no one really likes, and you're all kind of bringing her up, and you're like, someone's Gemini. like, well, she's a tourist, and you're like, oh, and that way everyone can be <laughs> like, she's a kind. Yeah, that's what it. we all. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Uh, Devin, I'm gonna uh, put my phone over here so I don't look you, at it. Oh, you got it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being zen and present, and yep. thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? I really don't know how long you've been doing comedy. Let me just put out my guess. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I know some information, but I feel like you've been doing comedy. I mean, in my head, you've been doing comedy like two and a half years, I something guess. like that. Yeah, Jared, Jared wait, Jared's know. guess? Uh, because I Me and Jared started at the same two, time. Two years, one month. Oh, two years. Yeah, okay, y'all are the same. So mm-hmm. we'll yeah. I know yeah. that. Well, we, we Just over like, two years. Then. Yeah, but like yeah. once you get that close, it's in there like different weeks or whatever. And yeah. it takes you a while because like the person that has been doing it longer, you don't know that they started right before you. Yeah. I know, you I, know started, I, mean? I started... I oh, started. Yeah. In July of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. I was yeah, pretty much right. Pretty I thought I yeah. thought it was somewhere. Mine was August. It was so literally we started at the same time. Yeah. Right. Jared and or, I no. were in the but same. But technically, Jared same has, a, has a two month handicap. Well, I have a just a face handicap. Like, well, yeah. That. Look at look at his look at his face. Uh, you know, you're Devin, not gonna laugh at this. A lot of people um, say that you're <laughs> very attractive. I mostly hear it from men. Honestly, I don't yeah. know how you feel about that. But uh, it's mostly men, straight men usually how, coming how up often to me. Are people saying that to you. Uh, straight men say it all. What the are time. they saying? I really? think they're jealous. I think of, what's we've got going on is a jealousy thing. I miss what you said. Straight men are are coming up to me and telling me oh, that Devin Hammond is so handsome. I mean, how can how can we compete? He's so handsome. Oh, Devin. Oh, yeah. That's like my people. Like oh he's so this is he's so handsome that's the first thing I think about him isn't I I bet you (laughs) well I bet you that you've had this experience also don't you ever feel dismissed by that well well not even that I mean complimented flattered yeah I will masturbate about it but (laughs) a little dismissed I'm not I'm not getting this it's rare it's (laughs) it's it's weird because 
it was only once I started doing comedy that people started telling me how mm. good looking I was. It was this. I feel like this was your experience also. Well, Not to say you weren't good looking, but you. Not well. quite. But no, I mean, people. <laughs> Sorry, people have told me. Well, first of all, I you have the eyes, so that helps. Yeah. I mean, I think mm. you have a similar thing going. The eyes are your eyes right. Are you both have eyes. That's true. But um, I, moving on. I was not like I was never like the the, the cute yeah. guy. Like nobody was talking about how handsome I was before I got well, on stage. I just literally wasn't attractive until about the age like twenty five. You or did something. look worse. I've seen pictures. Yeah, you've seen you looked, pictures. You looked worse. It was the hair. Yeah, it wasn't until I yeah. figured out hair and kind of some other little things mm -hmm. that I was attractive. And mm -hmm. then, but but I didn't start comedy for a couple years after that. Yeah. But I was cleaning it up, but lesbian white. The, Dev, Devin's oh, yeah. the, you're yeah. very confident I could see I yeah. was just letting him come to me it's very yeah. Rachel Maddow I think that's yeah. what it is I think you have a kind of like oh I've she's attractive but she's also professional and smart yeah, it's, yeah. yeah there's, a lot, of, there's a lot of straight women who are attracted to this I get I that, see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I they're see liars uh, here, not, I'm well, saying they wouldn't say they wouldn't, that they they wouldn't go lesbian. down on me but I wouldn't go down on them aha uh -huh. so, so what are you yeah. guys just staring at going down on straight ladies no I mean I have to be in love with someone I don't really I just don't yeah we talked about this she's not in a pussy I'm that's kind of what she has a bit about this. Isn't that, yeah, like I just, if I'm in love with you, sure. But otherwise, like, I don't care. You're down there know, in just, the salt mines. You can you don't fuck me. <laughs> otherwise, I don't give a shit about sex unless I'm in love with the person. Okay. It's evolved. That's interesting. She's evolved. No, There's I'm a just, name for that. Just, I think it's Oh, yeah, there is. There's a person that can only be sexually attracted to people that they uh, have, like, personal feelings mm -hmm. for. There's a word there's for that. A, like, Healthy? Emotional. No, no, there's <laughs> no, because it's worse. It's is like it you disorder? can't even. Well, no, but I think it's a, it, there's, there are impediments, right? Okay. So, like, there's, you can't, it's hard to, like, masturbate. It's hard to have, like, Oh, no, I masturbate. I've been masturbating since I was this, three. This really just be, should be called lesbian disorder or something. Yep. Because the other thing is that, like, it also <laughs> makes, that's right. it makes it difficult to have casual sex, which can be, in certain ways, like, let's say you're horny, but then, okay, no, well, now I have to, because you'll have the sexual impulse, so you're inclined towards uh, making attachments mm. that yeah. you shouldn't be making. But I just masturbate a lot. But not you. I'm just saying this okay. is the thing. But yeah. I don't think I have that disorder then. No, I, th I think you're just weird. It's yeah, just I think general. I have my own. It's just like Mormonism and masturbation from an early age, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's like know, this combination. My weird of, mother, just yeah. yeah. Now I'm yeah. I'm my own. You know what? I'm unique, and that's and <laughs> you're, and you're so not like the all. other girls. But yeah. but Devin's thing about the way he looks makes sense to me because it's you are a handsome guy, but you're Thank not you. you're not on the street striking. Yep. So, but on stage, it's like he yeah. doesn't look like he needs to do this. Why is he this? And you, well, now you have a confidence and like yeah. an allure. Like yeah, oh oh, he's a comedian. Oh, that's attractive, and especially yeah. because people. You know, especially women tend to also be attracted not just to looks, but to the whole like, mm -hmm. you know, can you provide for my baby? Um, not yet. Unconscious feelings, right? <laughs> yeah, we trick them with the sense of humor. Though the sense of humor makes them think that like the villagers are going to give us berries one day, yeah. which hopefully they will. Like hopefully, it, you can't. You're not. You can't provide for the kid. Mm -mm. Now, no, but later, Hopefully. you won't want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think Devin does want to have children. Uh, it's it's some. Dude. I've always imagined myself being a dad because you have multiple jokes about. I do, I do, I do. I talk about it oh, on stage because it's a thing that I think about. Because it's like this is an age where it's like appropriate. Like yeah. if I had a kid, I'm 26. If I had a kid right now, people would be like, I mean that, yeah, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe. No, no I mean, unless you live in a city or a guy, you're well, not supposed to have kids for another seven, eight, well, nine, ten years. I hope that I don't. It's also, it's not. 26 is the age where it's not an automatic abortion. Totally. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, it's you, not, I'm you not sit saying. You down, you have some real thought about it. Yeah, there's nothing like, wrong with it. It's yeah. just you are actually sort of. It's like a person of a certain age, like, they're not really equipped to be a parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe they, you hope they could grow into it or, mm -hmm. or something like that. But at 26, you are an adult with a mind and a body well, we who is like. This. Yeah. 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 It or seems. 
So I think Devin is uh, pro-life. We'll just put him down for all. Okay, moving on. Can I take it that you started in Austin then? I did, yeah, yeah. I started here uh, while I was in grad school. And Oh, I didn't even know you went to grad school. What did mm-hmm. you study? Uh, I studied uh, organizational development. It's that a, sounds gay. It's a thing. It was pretty lame, man. <laughs> it was like Sorry, a thing. I meant to say lame. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to. No. Anyway. Well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like sounds a, lesbian. It sounds yeah. Lesbian. It sounds, <laughs> <laughs> sounds trans. Can, can we start saying, let's yeah. sounds les. It's les. It's les. Les. Yeah, yeah, let's do that for a while. Uh, and you got to do it with that voice like, les, or whatever. <laughs> you know, if somebody's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you remember how much of a, like, yeah. ten, like 10 years ago, that was such a part of comedy, like in so many like comedic, like TV shows and yeah. stuff? Like, yeah, look at her with her lesbian shoes. Like, yeah. that, yes. used to, that used to be such a big part of. Because the word lesbian is funny. I don't know. I think also it's, it's not appropriate anymore, but that used to be. I know. What a shame. Yeah, so many comedy used to have that but wait organizational development you ever gonna do anything with that or uh, nah it's I really thought it was like I don't know my dad was like well, oh, what man. is it yeah. I don't think people know what it is so basically like it's about like uh, like 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 process improvement and like a lot of people go into like uh, like a lot of people I graduated with are like management consultants now yeah yeah it's good money in that it's nonsense a lot yeah. of it's a lot it's very very good money can, and by the way can I just say I like how close we are this is the closest do y'all not usually this sit pie. this close usually I feel like we're just I kinda, feel I switched to this seat today I think I just felt it I felt like you should be in the middle I think it's usually it's usually Jared me and then the guest and I just kind of like this yeah okay anyway yeah I like sitting between the two of y'all as opposed to y'all like reverse Oreo going on yeah (laughs) it's uh oh Oreo it's uh oh yeah we got what's it they still make those uh oh Oreos they were just they were vanilla cookies. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's it's, a, it's the middle pack of that shit. That's actually what they're brand. protesting in Virginia right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's good. Oh boy. Um, okay, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm not doing anything with my grad pretty degree. Pretty much gonna throw I, that away. Yeah, I really thought that I, that's what I was gonna do when I started. I just like. I just was like working I like had a sales job I like went back and forth to that sales job and I started it and I was just like alright well I should go to grad school so I can get a better job like these people make a lot of money seems like something that's in my wheelhouse and then I started was doing it for a while I was like Okay. Did you finish? Yeah, I finished. Okay. I got my grad degree almost a year ago. And, and uh, you have a cool job now, right? No, no, I wouldn't say what so. What is your job? I feel like you talk about something on stage. I just I started like, talking about it on stage. Yeah, what is it? I'm a social worker. I mean, that's a pretty cool job. I, how dare you? you just, <laughs> it's like, well, this is something I talk about on stage. It's like, like this is a, it's an important job for somebody else to do. You yeah. Know? yeah, it's an important job that I that well, I'm glad exists. You know, so it's making smoothies for rich people, but we all have to <laughs> same thing. For a same bit, thing. You know, but yeah, no. Wait, what kind of social work are you doing? Yeah, so I work for the state, and so what my job is is like when people like call in to make like CPS oh. reports, I have to either like I'm either like talking on the phone to people or like taking like faxes or like online and I have to like basically go through the information and say okay like CPS needs to go out to this house or don't worry oh, about interesting. it. Interesting. That's my job. Is it not exhausting? That sucks. Yeah, well, I think job, I yeah. couldn't do it if I didn't do comedy. You know what I mean? That's mm. interesting. It's definitely, it's a job. My dad is like the, he's the director of HR for this, like for this organization. Uh-huh. And so he. Uh, went, nepotism. Okay. For sure. For sure. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yeah, I basically, so it was like while I was in grad school, I was working in San Marcos and I just moved to Austin with my roommates and I was going to school here. So I was like, oh, I should get a job while I'm in grad school and so I got that just because I knew I could have it and now I'm still there 
Gotcha. I've actually, I've kind of had some opportunities with what I studied to do, but it was, a, they were all going to be too time consuming and yeah. I wasn't going to be able to do comedy. Yep. Well, there we go. Yeah. Well, good. So that you're making those choices already. Yeah. I, good. It was, yeah I, yeah. I had to make that decision. CBS is a nightmare. Good Lord. It's, um, I'm so glad I don't work for them. Yeah. They have a very, they have very, very difficult jobs. Like I'm very, it's, it sucks to hear the information, but I'm also like removed from it. Yeah. I'm not like working with the families. I'm just being like, okay, CPS, you guys need to check this out or. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so, what? Oh yeah, he's watching porn. Oh no, no it's Beetlejuice. Oh, <laughs> Ethan well. was talking to me about this dude. But oh yeah, it's, we're yeah. talking about the Beetlejuice from Howard Stern show, not the Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I was I, wondering. I was like, wait, I've, I saw that once, but I was yeah. on drugs. Yeah, I okay. I can't tell if he's retarded or not. <laughs> Like, I've never been able to know, and I don't... Yeah, well, That man has some special needs. I'm not comfortable yeah. laughing at that shit, for whatever reason. I haven't yeah. watched it. Ethan was telling yeah. me about it yesterday. But look at just the shape of his head. Yeah. Something that you couldn't tell. Like he's dropped, He's maybe, got some special like, needs. Like, I don't sort. understand neuroscience, but it's like, there's no way a whole brain is inside of that. Like, <laughs> 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 I want to check that out later it's now. an inappropriate we'll joke, but, it, now, it's, but it's, it was very physically... Funny. very funny, yeah. Yeah, it does look like something's missing. Some craters in that. Something's yeah. up. Okay. Um, and so you've been doing comedy for just over two years. Yep. And you have already been, you've been to a number of places outside of Austin, right? Yeah. At least two. Uh, so. Yeah, I've been, I did LA twice and New York. And I went to San Francisco for that festival. LA twice and New York. And what brought you, did you go to some of those? Because for some of them, there were festivals or, or big shows or whatever. But, um, some of them you organized on your own, right? Uh, the New York and the L.A. trip. Yeah. The, the L.A. trips. Yeah. What made I, you want to go out or how'd that come about? I just kind of wanted to see how I stacked up. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wanted to get a view like of, of those scenes and just kind of see what it was like. And uh, I think Danny was talking about it a little bit. It's really... It's Danny Goodwin, by the way. Danny Goodwin, yeah. it's It feels good to go to these other cities and know that you can do well. And also to see, yeah, just like see some people where they're like, oh yeah, such and such is like on this big TV show. And yeah. then you see them do stand up and you're like, oh, I'm funny. Than that. Yeah. Like, totally. they're, they're not even good at this. So uh, I don't know. So that was, that was really, really good to see. And it kind of put me at ease. I wanted to kind of get a lay of the land before, before I left Did Boston and moved to one of those right. cities. Right. So do you have plans? Are you deciding between LA and New York or how's that going? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of trying to make that decision right now. I'm very, I'm leaning heavy heavily to los angeles mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna move why is that by the probably way? next spring uh so i don't know i'd like to get a job i'd yeah. like to i'd like to get a commit the job in comedy and those are mostly in la yeah they exist in new york and pe- people definitely do come up and i i think if i was like you know if i was like just graduating college and mm-hmm. i was you know 22 23 i think i would go move to new york and do that for you know three four years and yeah. like come up in that scene but because when i move i'm gonna be 27 yeah like, i don't know i'd like to capitalize on my youth while i still have it that makes yeah. sense yeah you know and that's so. that's the right it's like age to think that way too yeah if that makes any sense no like, for sure because you're still meaningfully young yeah i'm still but, young but, but it's like but you can identify with five years from then yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. Fi- yeah. So, I'd, yeah, I'd just like to go over there and see if I can see if I can start something up. And so you're planning on moving to L.A. and you want to get a job in comedy. What kind of job are you looking at? Oh, man, I would take whatever I can get. I've, I've worked on, like, I've written some stuff. I would mm-hmm. take, I'd take a writing gig. Ideally, I think ideally when I look at people's careers and, like, how... I would like mine to go. I mm-hmm. think it'd be cool. I really, I liked the way that like Aziz did it. You know what I mean? I liked to like to like Getting be able to, TV. 
get on a TV show, do that as your day job, and then tour around. Like, use that to like, yeah, like up your platform as a stand-up. And that like, does seem it, kind of ideal. Yeah, and expose. Well, like, now he gets to make his own TV show. He wrote well, his own book. You yeah, know, yeah, he's done. He's done everything. A, a ton of things now. But yeah, I feel like it was really crucial for you to like sort of get on TV so people know who you are, so you kind of can get a draw. Yeah, and then like, and then yeah, you can tour and yeah, stuff like that. Like I opened for uh, Jermaine Fowler, and. Um, he was kind of talking about, you know, just like, he's just kind of talking about like, I don't know. I can imagine how his like platform is like risen. Like I'm sure he was probably doing, you know, clubs before and now he's probably packing out clubs and yeah. now he can probably do a theater cause he's got like this big network show and like yeah, his yeah, face yeah. is out there. So that's ideally yeah. I would get cast in like some sort of a, I'm bad at acting. That's something that I've learned. Yeah. I'm you going to take classes. I need stuff? to, I need I to take classes. It's fucking, I've, I mean, can I've, we just say it's hard? Like I feel like it's harder than I, I don't, it would be. I don't respect actors as people. Right. <laughs> right? right. I don't hate them, but I'm just saying like they are soulless and mindless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they them. have this ability to do a thing that is, it is not easy oh, to not I be think, self-conscious. I think a lot of though, I mean, think about the first times you ever get on stage doing comedy. Yeah. It's a similar thing. Like you just need the stage time of acting like in classes yeah. could help. But exactly. I think a lot of it is like you need I to, you that. need to get yeah. in front of the camera mm-hmm. a lot of times in a lot of context mm-hmm. before you're going to be comfortable. But you can't just show up to an audition and be like, oh, I'm an actor no, like, because you're nervous. But what, what yeah. I, I get the sense that people talk about acting like it's more talent mm-hmm. involved. Like people seem to understand with comedy like oh comedy is work you gotta, you gotta grind it out yeah you gotta get good at it mm-hmm. you gotta learn and, the, and i think people are like they're they know there are tricks to what we do yeah right. there's technique and mm-hmm. stuff like that i think acting people sort of t- it's like no that's it's fucking you actually you, you can't just to, go and hope yeah. oh i'm secretly a great actor because well, yes. i've seen so many stand-ups like go into acting you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. even I, I don't know i feel like i've watched stuff and been like oh i could be at least that good of an actor you yeah. know yeah, I, mean? yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't be i'm not gonna be you know yeah prolific, and you probably could but, but you I just could, have to get i think i need to get comfortable like yeah being on camera and that's or yeah if, hopefully like later on if you can get the kind of profile through comedy and those kind of projects maybe you could get parts that were sort of meant for you if not written directly for you just that would like, be cool because that's something i've found i'm i think i'd be very good at playing myself yeah yeah i yeah. don't think i can that's yeah i'm not good at acting but i think i'm good at just being me i could probably be me on camera very you, well you could create a per, you're, you could yeah. take the persona you have now mm-hmm. and be that in someone's script or something yeah like i think that. I, I think i can't and that's a that's a thing too about like moving and i feel like like right now like I've done some auditions for like you like tape yourself and like send it in but it, uh, when I send them in I'm like that's they're not gonna they're not yeah. gonna take th- I feel like nine times out of ten like when somebody's like putting together like a TV show or like a writing staff it's just like people who are around yeah. you know what I mean it's just like oh I like this guy I know that he's funny I've seen him do well on stage why don't why don't you come be in my thing yeah. yeah that's and I feel like it's a lot that's something that won't happen here that can happen there totally no, do, oh sorry I just I wanted to before we leave the idea of when going to LA and New York um, mm-hmm. Did when you went out there? Did you have any feelings of like I feel kind of out of my element or anything like that? In which city? Uh, either, either. Well, both. Yeah. yeah. I felt just doing shows. It, it was so much easier to get up and do shows in New York than yeah. it was in LA. It was okay. so much easier. But I've also since like since the last time I went to LA, like I got a credit. So I, I'm interested to see how that might change things when I go out there. But yeah, by the time I went to New York, I had it already, and so I was able to be like, "Hey, I did this thing," and so that that so it's a difficult work. experiment because you don't know exactly because like yeah, the variables were different when I went to. But uh, I don't know. What man. about audiences? Audiences. I don't, just doing stand up, I had a better time in New York than I did in LA. Okay. What just you, the type many, of shows that were there. I don't know how long you were in LA each time. So like, how many shows were you doing? 
the first time I went in December, I did, I was there for like a week mm -hmm. and I did like four shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the last time I went, I, did, I didn't really go, I didn't really go to do shows. I was kind of yeah. going out there to do some other stuff. And um, how many I think I did like two or three shows. And okay. one of them was like Danny Palumbo's show. Gotcha. And then like somebody, yeah, I did like two or three. But yeah, just the shows that I could, the shows that are in New York, that I've seen yeah. far surpassed the the LA shows. Gotcha. Like there's just so many shows and they're just like in like I don't know, I did a show that was in a room not that much bigger than this, but it's jam packed. Yeah. It's jam packed. We're not in a big room, by the way, for well, the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're not in it was maybe like this plus like the bathroom. And it's yeah. just like in this like dark room in the back of some bar. Like that stuff. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah, man. I had so so much fun doing stand up in, in New York. It was yeah. great. I uh I had a real not bad experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, what do you call it? Learning experience mm -hmm. in Dallas. That oh show. yes, I was going to ask you how. Uh, oh, you had, you just headlined. Uh, I just headlined. It's the second time house. I've headlined a show. This is probably a more uh, no disrespect to the one I did before. Mm -hmm. This is like slightly bigger in terms of profile and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I have never looked at an audience and had the experience more. Uh, by the way, a good audience. Yeah, fifty people or so, and been mm -hmm. like. The, this is not my audience. Oh, no. yeah. And I, and I did well. There yes. were a few. It was really weird. Okay, so I don't want to be shitty, but the hackier and easier my yeah. jokes. Mm -hmm. Totally. I think everybody has some of those in their act. For sure. The better they did. Mm. And the, there was a moment where I was like, started talking about something. was like, they are not going to want to go here with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was funny that like, because my act has been carved out in Austin, mm -hmm. I have wor worried more about don't say something that's insensitive, don't mm -hmm. say something, mm -hmm. but I have not worried about don't say something that's grotesque because I feel like Austin audiences generally, they have a pretty broad uh, sense of sexuality in yeah. that spectrum. Well, so liberals are more open to the grotesque. And that's, and there's, well, exactly. And how did that play out for you when you headlined it? Because you've, um, you've got some grossies. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I think there were definitely a couple of times where I had an idea of, you know, what I might talk about where I was like, nope, I'm skipping these jokes for these mm -hmm. people. I'm going to do other stuff because, yeah, it wasn't that long into it where I realized um, these people are shyer than I would prefer them to be. So I got to pull back on the crowd work. And then it's also like oh, the they're not going to go there with um, jokes that are like politically a little bit complicated mm -hmm. and uh, like, you know, a little bit intelligent, controversial at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be too distracted by worrying to, f to be able to follow like that kind of stuff. They're, so they, they anytime I saw the crowd, they loved it. That's how I knew it was the material That's because they were like ready to laugh. I wish I got in your anytime, crowd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Cause I think, some of the stuff that I mean you I think I did well I think you would have done well I just think that some of the stuff that you do also may have totally. made them feel like period blood I'm starting <laughs> to I'm curious like so the gay stuff yeah like and I think this is my theory is I think they were just a bit weird not about the fi fact that I was gay mm -hmm. but I'm a more complicated gay mm -hmm. picture than that's, that audience might have been used that's to true. so it was a lot of distracted by like is he serious that he's gay I can't yeah. tell mm -hmm. But anyway, I feel uh, that way sometimes about blackness. People don't trust sure. that you're really black. Well, <laughs> I feel like yeah. there, this guy I've, is in blackface. <laughs> I feel like there definitely is like is a type. Mike Myers. I, like <laughs> I feel like there's a type of black comic that audiences are like more ready to see mm. yeah. than others. I think there's styles of black comedians that are just more like easier to digest. Like I think some people get up and people are just like, oh, oh yeah, I know th this is the black guy that I've seen on TV yeah. before. This is this is familiar to me. Like I'm ready to hear what he's saying. Whereas I feel like sometimes I get up and they're just like, what? 
I don't know. I don't know exactly what to make of you. Yeah. Have you ever had felt resistance on it? Like where you felt like they they weren't laughing because of that or oh, something it, like that? If anything, I've gotten that when I've done black rooms. If mm. anything, I've gotten that when I do rooms of black people, which I've only done three at this point. Two, yeah, of, yeah. two of them I had good sets. One of them was in one. It was at Cap too. Cap called me like in like two hours before this. Like guy, he's like some guy who's like big on Instagram. Cap uh-huh. was like, "Hey, you're black, right?" I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, Eric must not have been available. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, and they, y'all must have asked Eric, and he wasn't free. <laughs> Uh, Eric Nemer, by the way, very yeah, funny, very funny guy. Yeah, and I feel like he he probably would have crushed that room. But yeah, I was just like doing some stuff, and it's also like I was I was talking to the headliner. He wanted to like give me a lot of advice mm. about how important it is to like market yourself on social media because that's he's like been doing stand up like maybe a little longer than me, but he like popped off on Instagram oh, and he's got like a hundred thousand followers. Or something what like is that. he doing on Instagram? He's just like he really just is like put just it, like a, just a front <laughs> facing camera and just like he's just like having takes on stuff he's just like oh man y'all hear about uh bruce jenner man bruce jenner man he dumbest and it's just like him like doing what's his name again uh what's that dude ryan davis that's his name i'd never heard of him before he was a good he was a funny stand-up you know i know us as like stand-ups when there's somebody who's like a youtube star like who's gotten big online oh yeah we're always very skeptical of those people but this guy he was good especially like the type of stuff that he was doing in like for a black audience is always gonna play it's like he was yeah yeah he was very good but yeah i he was talking to me for such a long time that i didn't really have time to put a set list together mm-hmm. he like really wanted to he, a lot of time oh my like, god i fucking hate that what oh that's you, so you anno- i would i was in the green room and the guy who was the tech person started like asking me about like the differences between uh stand-up and improv and if oh, i had okay. thought about doing improv and yeah. i was like i'm about to do but See, I, was, I usually like that i like well, being distracted but here's the thing, i haven't done 30 minutes that much yeah so, oh this and is before I, that but i also didn't want to project like hey i barely know yeah. what i'm doing could you shut the well, fuck up yeah. i mean in, in my experiences most of the time the headliners just kind of want to be to themselves yeah in my experience they well, just are kind of trying to hang out and so and so i was giving him a space i'd said hello and then somebody from cap came and found me and they're like hey he wants you in the green room and then he brought me in and they were just sort of talking about their strategy and like their tour and everything and then yeah before i knew it it was already eight o'clock and i hadn't really put a set list together so i just kind of got up there and i did a joke where i reference uh a vampire weekend mm. mm-hmm. and i was just and even right after i and everybody was just looking at me like what the and yeah and yeah even after i said i was like why would i why would i say that why would i say that in this room full of black people who've never heard yeah i mean that's even part of your bit that the person you talk to doesn't know who vampire weekend is. exactly but it doesn't play in a room full of people who Who don't don't know know. yeah yeah i think you know that's the thing you do need at least a minute or two in any venue you get to and where you're going to be like assess the situation Mm -hmm. assess the crowd and think through your set list a little bit Mm -hmm. i mean and if you didn't have that at all then you're not going to think through oh wait yeah don't exactly if i would if i would have sat for five minutes and like yeah. looked at my jokes i'd be like nope that's that's not a good reference for this room and that, yeah. and that yeah. takes experience too because like i mean because i've heard people talk about that like reading a crowd mm-hmm. and everything like that and i always think uh, sometimes i'll know what that it's not going to go that well mm-hmm. based on who they are or i'll have that suspicion but it's like i don't know how to change this joke yeah to do it and moreover it's like if i think there's an issue about my persona like yeah. not like oh they, they didn't want to hear a dog mm-hmm. about or a, a joke about dog fucking yeah. or something like that but if it's the issue with my persona, it's like I don't, I can't contort that 
Yeah, I think a really? decade-long comic could exactly. Yeah. And this is something I've been listening. I've been listening to a lot of episodes of y'all's podcast leading up to Why, thank you to my episode. And uh, he's like, only for self-interest reasons. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. There's <laughs> all moments were leading to you doing that's, this. That's <laughs> uh, but I listened to Matt Bearden's episode, and he was sort of talking. Really good yeah, a guy who's been around for forever, and he was talking about you know like knowing like even while he's on stage, like when he's talking to them, being like, oh, okay, like this thing's not going to work if mm-hmm. I pair it with this so i'm gonna take that and switch it up and then i'm gonna add some crowd work into this to like sort of yeah, yeah. and that's a thing that i think just comes with time and experience yeah totally but oh well i remember you're talking about kind of talking about how you're doing your act but then you're also yeah. behind mm-hmm. that doing your own like thinking about exactly what's yeah, yeah. In the flow. And, uh, um oh, i was trying to remember what i wanted to ask about the la thing or well okay so it, it is stand-up your number one thing or is there something else that's like you know some people really want writing jobs Mm. do you really want to be in in comic uh tv and movies for their own sake or is stand-up your main uh source of joy in this world definitely definitely stand-up is really it's always going to be my primary focus because that's like i don't know that's the only reason why i would even have an opportunity to do anything like acting or writing wise right so i mean i would like to get a job in like acting or writing so that i could just do stand-up whenever and just Mm -hmm. like tour around when i'm not doing that work and so that i don't have to worry about i don't know that's the bitch of it right now is like having like a regular job and like having to think about that stuff all day during the day that's not related to what i want to be doing at all uh so yeah i mean ideally i would be able to get some sort of a job doing that and then just do stand up we've talked a lot about that and like i actually uh, i love that about Devin that he sort of unapologetically wants to do stand up yeah that it's not because I, I mean i was a bit surprised at how many people this is like not necessarily means to an end but it's like they see this as a like part of a, yeah, yeah that's a good way to say it like a, a piece of a larger puzzle right. or whatever yeah um yeah well i think that's part of why yeah, i have respect for you and i respect only six people in this yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like i don't know yeah but it's like yeah i don't know it's a stand-up is really at the at the core of it i feel like it has to be because that's i mean that's who we are first and foremost mm-hmm. none of us none of us are actors yeah you know yeah. what I, mean? I don't know there probably is like a couple people who have like acting experience yeah. but none of us like really is like, that's like our it, primary it, it's interesting and it's like it's um, it's refreshing to hear as Jared was saying but it, it, it reminds me of me like you've only been doing this just over two years mm-hmm. but it seems like it's clear that as soon as you started doing it and you've probably been wanting to do it for a while mm-hmm. I imagine as soon as you started doing it you're like no this is it this is my life and I'm full fucking speed ahead yeah, it's, yeah. it came together probably about a year in like last summer last summer they did that that nbc diversity like stand up for diversity thing they tell me i don't even know were Sorry. you there in that were you in that it's NBC so NBC does oh no I remember it I wasn't in it you weren't there yeah Yeah. yeah. NBC does like a diversity showcase every year and they like go to different cities Mm -hmm. uh, each year last year they came to Austin this year they're in I think like Atlanta and like Philly Mm -hmm. but yeah Uh, so what it is is first there's a a round where you just go up in front of NBC executives and you Mm -hmm. do one minute this is Ty got ticked up for it Ty got through to the two minute round yeah yeah so yeah so there's a one minute round oh man and then there's a two minute round and it's such an unnatural yeah, such an unnatural well yeah Jeez. just doing one minute stand up is fortunately I didn't have to do that round I got ah. to go through to the second cause nice. like cap yeah anyway hmm. uh, but <laughs> so I got there to the two minute round and the two minute round is just you and all the other comics who are in your group so for me it's like ten other comics or something like that and, the, and it's in the big room and the NBC execs are like in the back like in the back where like where the FPIA 
way judges are. Yeah. And they're just, yeah, you just do two minutes. They give you a, a minute or a light at one, and you just go from there. And then after that, uh, they picked, I think, eight people to do like the final like the final showcase the for your three minute city. round or? it's a no for that one i think you i think you got to do like seven or eight okay and i got to do you have to do an hour after yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i got i got through in that round mm-hmm. and like i got through and like i don't know there were people with like i don't know vanessa was in my two minute round and like dismukes and like raul sanchez got people who i'm all just like i'm in, in what way I'm is andrew dismukes diverse mm, oh they have some of everything oh, it was young. <laughs> i remember i was talking i to, thought we meant diversity like in quotes well i mean there, there, no, there, there, there yeah pat dean was in there uh like some there were some just like white dudes well that's in what there. i'm saying that's actual diversity i thought you yeah, know sometimes exactly, we yeah. say diversity yeah. and it's like oh it's all women well i, I think okay. that's i think when they're saying yeah. diversity like i think they definitely had a idea in mind about what they wanted but uh, it truly was like a diverse like the people who ended up making it to the, the final round in Austin it was like it was Sarah June Ella me Ella Gale yes what did I just say Raul Raul Sanchez some girl from LA who just came to Austin just to do this this which is a good a good strategy if you want everyone to hate you yeah that's smart I mean well he can't remember her name apparently her name was Kristen Alberts never mind Kristen Alberts you know I've never met you but you sound awful (laughs) (laughs) you took a spot away you live in LA come on who knows what her there wasn't enough opportunity out there (laughs) (laughs) she probably thought there was going to be yeah she probably thought there was going to be less competition out here yeah I think that's right apparently she made it yeah she made it through oh and Daniel Webb who ended up being the person who who like got through oh, one it. person gets through i mean i don't it's not like a set number i think because oh. they, they go to they, <laughs> they could have chosen all of you they chose to take <laughs> okay i think so they go to Thanks, they go to four cities and i think they, uh. i think they take eight people total but i don't think it's like we have to take two two two, two. one one to three from each yeah Pro, so exactly like, also and, uh, i love a if what if they had taken no one oh god that suck but yeah daniel is the one person who got and then for that round they fly you out to la <laughs> And you go up in front of like big TV was, people. So was that on TV then? That no, point, this or? wasn't on TV. So there's like eight rounds of. Does NBC ever put people on TV? What's happening? Not for this. End of this. Do you not have, for this. You have so. NBC's number. I see that. <laughs> yeah, number. this is just for NBC to just watch comics. They don't just put you in front well, of anybody. So what the? So you go there, and I think they do the final round with the, whatever eight people or whatever mm-hmm. at I think like the Improv or like some like big club in LA, mm-hmm. and uh, then they pick one winner from that, and the winner from that gets like a holding deal from NBC, which is like you like get a good yeah. amount of money, like on retainer. Almost. Yeah, and then you're like on retainer. So like any mm-hmm. like ideas, like if you write a pilot or whatever it goes to the and you're kind of in the funnel but That's uh, I, forget, yeah. I forget who it's like won. an snl audition or something kind of like yeah, kind of yeah, yeah there's thing. rounds too but yeah once i once i got through because it was like i don't know there was a bunch of people a bunch of very funny people that were that were in the the two minute round but once i got the so you basically after the two minute round you just had to wait for like four hours and then you everybody had to call a phone number and the phone number had a recording that said these are the people who made the finals and yeah it was it was was pretty mafia shit yeah it was was pretty nerve-wracking but like once i heard my voice or like my name on the record recording i was like okay i think i I think i can do this i feel like if these people like feel like i'm worthy i feel like i should really give this a shot so and you've had a number of like 
kind of cool. I don't want to say breaks because they're not necessarily exactly breaks. I'd say they're breaks. Well, I don't know. I think yeah, I've, what, I, what's I think I've been very lucky. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, I think I've been lucky. You have to be yeah. lucky and good. I think I'm glad you said it. Because, you, no. <laughs> no. 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 For real though. For real though. And I, 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 it's not lost on me like how fortunate I've been and like the timing of the way that things have worked out. Like not just. And I have been doing stand up, and I do think that like I am talented, but at the same time, like I don't like I got picked for a thing they could have picked. I don't know. It just I've I've been very fortunate. I'm, I think I'm glad you said this uh, because I, I usually use a positive example when it comes to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because so Tony Rock is this good example of this person. He's also Chris Rock's little brother. No, this point, which oh. is that so people have mentioned him in L.A. as the guy who got good opportunities, but used those opportunities mm-hmm. to get better than Chris Rock. A lot of people think he's a better stand-up. Damn. Yeah. What? I mean, I think it's I a different world. Like he's he's a he is a. Uh, I don't want to say Chris Rock's not a real stand-up. Obviously, he is, but he's a celebrity stand-up. You know, I mean, his he's got a huge audience by himself or it's whatever. It's a different kind of show. At what this I'm point, saying yeah. is, like Tony Rock is a stand-up who is like he's like Kurt Metzger, where he's like one of the top people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but but here's the point: there are a lot of people who've gotten opportunities like you've got. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the scene, and everybody who is listening to this know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking about one person. I'm talking about like almost a kind of person. And they don't understand that it wasn't necessarily sheer talent that got them there. So they're like, oh, I'm just here. I get to do this. Yeah. Whereas I think we've That's talked it. about this a while. Yeah, and you've yeah. always been conscientious about like, I have to actually still get better at oh, comedy. To- if anything, I feel like there's, I feel like now there's a lot more, more pressure, a lot more pressure for sure. Like I feel like now, like once I've, yeah, once I got that thing, like I can feel people, especially, yeah, if they like, um, yeah, I've been at open mics and people like you. Yeah, like this guy was on Comedy Central. I'm just like, that's. I don't fucking need you to say that yeah. right before I get up at the Red Shed. Yeah, this is, if anything, that can only hurt me. But yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, they're like, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, and then, yeah, and why is he bombing? Like, yeah. why, is yeah. he, why is he doing terribly? I think Comedy Central likes yeah. this guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like a thing that I'm thinking about. So, um, but yeah, I do feel like there's a pressure, and I feel like I did get a good opportunity, but now I've got to like capitalize. I got to make i have to make something of it yeah because yeah. uh one of the other things was what's it called um like the comics to watch yeah it's the like they right? called it they called it up next or up but, next. but it is yeah it's like their comics to watch list and yeah and that's something that you got from basically kind of from fpia right totally totally it totally you. came from the came from the semi-final yeah, rounds semis. of fpia uh, i just I, yeah just, i just did you have i feel like that's what it comes down to like the right people being in the room when you have the right set right. on the right night. But and I also feel like all kind of came together. something that really helps you, because I mean, you know, being being about two years in and in some, some of those less than two years when you got this, like, um, you know, not everybody is going to have that timeline. But for you, you are so good under pressure. Like it doesn't it seems to me like and I think it works with your style, but you are able to go up there and just like do your jokes and be professional and like just do your thing without without feeling like you don't seem nervous anyway when when you're in high pressure situations i i do get nervous but i do feel like i like i do feel like i have my best sets on the bigger stages yeah like i do feel like like that if like those fpia sets i felt like were some of the best whenever there's like if i'm like in a full room and like the energy's up like i yeah. do feel like i just kind of i turn it up i think to a to a different level that i don't always do like on every single show well and i don't know how much of this is just me trying to convince myself not to like feel bad about my own uh, timeline you know we always have to rationalize but I but I do wonder if like with myself if I partly like I don't know if there's an element of self-sabotage or an element of like a healthy 
I don't want to have a meteoric career. Like, mm. I want to have, like, a nice climb. And I, I always want to feel like I'm getting better and mm-hmm. getting more opportunities and growing in, in every way. But I think I'm afraid, like, I can't even imagine, like, going to L.A. and being in something like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to L.A. in October. But I can't imagine, like, putting being being put up all suddenly on a pedestal of, like, here's the comics to watch. Here's, yeah. the, here's the, you know, whatever. And I don't, like... I don't know if that's something that I should be less afraid well, of. I would go further than you. I I want to die poor and alone. That's Jared does, clearly has <laughs> has some issues. Jared is, Jared's talked to me about this several times. He's been like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, I didn't grow up with like a ton of money. I'd be fine like not having anything when I die." Yeah, I wonder. I think. I mean, to some extent, there is a that's little bit be of like on my tombstone in a meta way. <laughs> like I was fine being buried here. I didn't care. I think there is some of that like kind of the secret thing going on though, where you yeah. do where you do you have to be like super open and super like you have to really want your career to go a certain way if you're, yep. and like to me I, like I said maybe I'm just trying to rationalize whatever my own failures but I feel like I'm not ready to be um, in that kind of limelight right now yep. I, I and the skills that I'm trying to get I feel like I have to like really work on those and get to the place where I'm ready to go and impress people mm-hmm. but I feel like you're just and I'm like I don't know how to feel about this I'm just jealous but like you're just ready to go and impress people and be like here's my here's my yeah. thing here are my jokes well, let, like, let's talk about this technically because I actually yeah. think there's a pretty distinct difference between your acts that makes Devin more ready for that kind of stuff yeah. I was thinking mm-hmm. about this through Taylor Dowdy and this is going to sound sort of like a criticism but but it's it's more just about his act yeah I know you know where you're going with this your yeah. your act doesn't require you to be overly confident or or um, uh, like you because I think that the the structure of the jokes are good and you can be kind of slower and laid back to mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. whereas like Taylor is doing this sort of like persona he has to perform He's mm-hmm. do, yeah exactly so mm-hmm. it, you really have to be comfortable to do that and I was going to say I think a lot of your um, your comedy comes from a kind of elevated explanation kind of level like I'm going to hey you don't know this about the world that I know let me yeah. tell you about mm-hmm. this and so if you're not confident in that moment it's a harder thing to do right that's, where, not, yeah. that's not where I thought I thought no, you were just going to take it just in just not even just in like this person needs to like perform versus this person like doesn't I just like material wise I found like just like where sort of my sensibilities lie oh yeah I feel like like are in a place that like can be on TV you know what I mean oh yeah no I absolutely I think that's true and so that's I don't know man I I see what these people see in me you yeah, know yeah. what I mean and, I, and it's, it's not even necessarily it's marketable that I'm in the, the best. current I'm, moment but yeah I do think that, I, that I'm that i young and I'm like you know like good looking or enough I'm putting that in air quotes you're, you're, that is in quotes you have a market you have uh, a marketability yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I do I think that that's something that it yeah I think so but, but I guess my follow up and I don't I really hope this doesn't get in your head because that's not the way I mean it mm-hmm. but because of you brought up Aziz I'm sorry I think that's a good example of mm-hmm. someone who at least from my perspective and I don't know that much about his life but just how it looks to me standing where I am is that he was on TV and he was funny in that show. I don't like his stand-up and a lot of comedians don't really like his stand-up. A lot of people who I don't respect intellectually do like his stand-up but I love Master of None just for that. And so here's someone who... Here's someone who is clearly talented in a lot of ways and is very funny in a lot of ways. I think I don't... Maybe stand-up isn't even his passion but are you... I would be worried like that you're it, like to have that much pressure and mm-hmm. to be put in the spotlight where like now you're on the national scene mm-hmm. that all of a sudden you're not going to have as much room to grow and experiment and fail and mm-hmm. whatever and that like what if you're not able to be 
like the comic that you could be because you're or but I don't even know because if you move to LA like we have no idea what you're well it's gonna take forever for to get that kind of celebrity right. to, yeah. so so because I was gonna say so if you listen to Aziz Ansari's early stuff mm-hmm. from invite them up mm-hmm. it would be everybody's favorite oh like us really? comics yeah and it, well he definitely was that guy he, was, he definitely yeah. was like coming up in New York like he was mm-hmm. a guy that people were like he, that, like oh this is the name it was like, a I, comics comic I, yeah I, I was a dismukes in the terms of like being very young too yeah yeah because he started when he was in college he started he went to NYU and he was doing it in college but uh. yeah I was I've heard heard his episode of um i've heard his episode of wtf mm-hmm. and i've also heard his episode of you made it weird uh-huh. and it very much it's both of those guys being like yeah i remember like you were coming up like he was it was very meteoric for him yeah, yeah. like it very much was like he just sort of started and within like a couple years everybody was like oh this is the guy yeah, yeah. and so i think at a, at a certain point in time like he was that comic but i think I think it's sort of where whether it's intentional or not. I think once you start having to speak to a broader audience, you're yeah. doing theaters, you're doing Madison Square Garden. You've got to do like a, just like Kevin Hart. Yeah, like you've got to do a certain brand of comedy right. that's like very accessible and, and marketable. I think also, he must not have as much time to, to do stand up, yeah, yeah. right, and to For do stand up. Sure. So that's the kind of thing. It's like that's that devil's bargain, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get a TV show mm-hmm. that helps your career, like what if it takes away from the stand up? Mm-hmm. I mean, are there, these fears there, that you have? There's a, well, there's a psychology. I'm, I didn't mean cut. No, okay. no, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely part of, it's, 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 it's in my mind. Yeah. I know that that's something that is possible, and just like going up in LA, it just seems like it would be difficult to like get up and like get better at stand. I could see how that yeah. would be difficult. Like get, even getting started there is is daunting to me. It's very scary. Like getting started doing stand up in New York seems like it'd be way easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, I mean, and this is like the this is like the cliche like this is what everybody says about the two scenes that one's best for stand-up and one's like got the industry in it right yeah uh but yeah i don't know i know that it's a possibility i guess i just have to like do everything that's in my power to you know, just well, keep working on stand-up just and keep getting perhaps better you'll find that you should always come back to austin and spend a lot of time writing and developing material and getting easy stage time here and that's the cool thing about i mean you look at man you look at martha look at what martha's been able to do martha will go out there she does martha her show Kelly. yes martha i'm sorry yeah I'm just, she'll be in spider-man that's that's the part of my career Spider-Man. i'm looking for that's, that's what i'm saying me and danny went to go see it in new york and yeah. i remember she popped up on screen i was like fuck yes <laughs> like i got I, I got so excited to see her but yeah you look she's got a tv job she like goes out she does that for a couple months and she comes back and she does shows here and she is fantastic yeah Absolutely. i'm opening for her this tuesday at cap city comedy club yeah, yeah. There, there's i have to say there's also a psychology to the idea of like the audience knowing you mm-hmm. that aziz i think that's a big problem with like celebrity comedy it's not so much that uh, they just never gonna have the element of like surprise true. or novelty or explanation true yeah that you get to do when nobody knows you so that's a good point yeah that's i think true. the quality can kind of decline a little bit well, that's so do you have any short-term goals right now i mean you've got your you said spring of 2018 you're thinking about going so yeah. what, I think, what's I think left I might, in austin i think i might stick around and do one more competition mm-hmm. I'm pretty I'm over the competition as a competition this yeah. year really soured me on that experience I don't want to come off as bitter but it just uh, yeah well it's a, you gotta talk about that because uh, m- so many of our listeners are comics in Austin obviously and like yeah. how people feel about that contest is a lot of ways like how how are you oriented towards comedy in Austin so go ahead please uh you, wait so what's your question just like how so, do I, so, yeah, how do I so when what do you yeah how did you view the contest how did you view your place in the contest and the consequences of of the contest generally for you well you know what for this part can we get Enzo in the room 
<laughs> since Enzo was here, you really yeah. want? No, yeah. no, 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 totally. Because I, I, cause I, yeah, I yeah. Cause Enzo won the conversation, and I, I don't want to say anything that I wouldn't say with him in the room. While we're getting him, I mean, let's just say it's like you said, you've kind of changed your orientation. I think, I think if everyone remembers, it is such a healthy thing to do. You get these big audiences, you can get seen by people. I mean, as sour as you might have been, you got seen in your semis round and got put on this. No, we need you. Showcase. I know. Well, you're being put in the hot seat. I didn't. I didn't ask for this. So Enzo, Enzo's in the room. Thanks for making that clear. (laughs) I don't know what's about to happen. So. Oh yeah. In case it goes south, it's their idea. Yeah, there are because there are going to be comics in the scene who are listening to this, and I don't want the the perception to be like, oh, like this guy didn't do well, like he's super like salty and bitter, like. But I, I just want Enzo, the prison, it's the winner of FBI, is in the room for. Okay. This is a while. I'm we, here. This We're is finally Enzo. going to tell you what we all think of you. You won the competition. Okay. All right. So the way that I look at it now. Because, like, I was really, like, this year I was like, okay, like, a lot of people are gone from the scene. Like, I could actually win. Daniel Webb's not here anymore. Like, I've got a shot. Right? Went up, really did as well as I could possibly do. And you did great. I I had a very good set. I should have probably been in the top three of that competition. I truly, I feel that way. I feel that way. I feel like Vanessa probably should have won the competition. Full disclosure, I did not see y'all's final round, so I will take your word for it. I think everyone thinks Vanessa should have won, including me. I think Enzo also I can only imagine that I would have thought Vanessa should have won. I think everyone... Or Karina. Karina killed it. Karina was fantastic. Priest. Karina did well. Michael Priest Priest did pretty crushed. Let's just get to the part where we talk about who didn't deserve it. We're all (laughs) gonna say tell us you can say it now no i'm just playing i mean (laughs) enzo i think would be the first person to tell you like that he didn't feel like they got it right now yeah i I disagree a bit but not because i just think that there's i think i I really liked my set i I I was really satisfied with my set and i I walked off stage and i was like that was very good you did do yeah you did well i only mean that it feels to me like it depending on what you like in comedy there were reasons at that level with maybe two people there's no reason to name where I could see a plausible argument. Now, maybe not as strong or whatever, but just like there, you know what I mean? Like I think so. Sometimes just people think you're supposed to have opinions in comedy. That mm-hmm. that's what it's like. If you don't have a uh, like some sort of take, people are not into it. I think some people feel like if you, there's not a through line to what you're saying, mm-hmm. like that's there's not a point Brit- of view. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. like a big British thing where it's like this is all supposed to connect in mm-hmm. one thematic mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes people think, oh, I, it's all about jokes. Like if you are a joke person, you mm-hmm. think comedy is just jokes. You pick Michael Priest. You just mm-hmm. say he's the best. Andrew Murphy's got fantastic and jokes. He's got, too. well, mm-hmm. actually, and on a further, one, if you think it's all about bits, all about like it's a about a good like minute here's the joke here's the tag stuff like that yeah like andrew murphy's got like he's kind of the form of stand-up comedy he's, yeah. tr- so he's well. truly a comics comic yeah absolutely, yeah, absolutely like very much but so. but you had a fantastic like your set was really strong i, I mean, did most I people did. walked away talking about did very it well like I, was, I was disappointed with the way that it worked out but you know what i mean i still got something out of it yeah. and so now like going into this next year like the competition as a competition like i don't i don't i don't really care about it that much like i don't yeah. care about the actual you, know, you see what I'm saying yeah no totally at, at, at this point my goal is like, you were on Comedy Central right. Comics to watch first, there should be this shouldn't even be on your radar right. anymore that's what I'm saying it's a different did you see the picture I took after you got that I was so sad <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but that's funny but yeah so but now I now I because I think before they tell you like industry people are there and yeah. I, I'm sort of like oh, okay yeah yeah comedy, comedy I'm gonna tell you complete disclosure I've not been reached out to by industry 
Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So it's like that's that's really what my my point was. Just looking at it like as a competition, it's way less important. But I do want to do JFL next year. Yeah. And I know that the JFL guy comes to the competition every right. single year. Right. So that, yeah. That's yeah, really, that's how I'm looking at the competition. Exactly. Now. We're that's just why trying to get seen. That's why I want to do it one so more time. Did you guys bring me in here just to tell me I didn't deserve it? And like then, it. <laughs> I, I just I just did, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I'm not gonna like yeah. I wanted. He's to, not talking shit. Yeah, I just wanted. Gone. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah, I wanted. I say it to know, his face. I'm gonna say everything. Yeah. And and Enzo and I've talked about this off, yeah. off mic several times. I, I also <laughs> felt like I I've told I've told you so many times that you didn't deserve it, and it never seems to register. As so I just thought this would be. I get it now. Okay. Now that it's on wax. I feel for I feel for Enzo too though because I feel like people were very pissed at him for a thing that wasn't under his control. You yeah, know what so I mean? there were some pretty there were some pretty upset people. Yeah, there was some hate mail at all. I, uh, there was some some people posted stuff that yeah, was nobody's nobody's uh, that blunt and like straightforward no. and yeah. just be like hey yeah I no one like was straightforward enough to be like hey come on this podcast and we're gonna have three people tell you about how you definitely didn't deserve <laughs> no no I I think the first thing I said was that you did deserve it so I, let's go on no, no I'm. I'm joking, the only person of I've ever heard like like defend like hey you know what Enzo has every right to win this as everyone else. Uh, I mean, he does. He's just the he's only just person. Just because he's a cisgender <laughs> white man who's not as good at comedy as all the other people. No, no. I, I actually, I think. Thank look you, at, Jared. No, actually, I, and here's my, here's my argument. You take three people at one, yeah. right? Uh, I think a big part of common, uh, comedy is the sort of social aspect and what people think comedy is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And so with Karina, you have a person who's being really political. Great. So I'm, all really good mm-hmm. right. you have a person who's being really political really like this is my point of view this is why I'm saying this right. you have Vanessa who is basically not political sort of whatsoever it's sort mm-hmm. of like yeah, this is stories of my life yeah. this silliness mm-hmm. this is me being fantastic yeah. on stage mm-hmm. whereas with Enzo you have this person who is basically just doing jokes or stand-ups or a story mm-hmm. but there's a sort of like political backdrop to it mm-hmm. now everybody's doing that too right. or, like, or I mean there's a lot but I think that was such a it was such a strong presentation so when I was seeing it I was like that's I think that's what they liked Okay. I think that, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, you know, the shitty thing, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pay, I would pay $200 to be able to listen to that meeting to that, that they had. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it had to be tough. Oh, had, it would have I to be hope a very it wasn't. I hope you're like, ah, just pick that guy. Let's just take start <laughs> I am hungry. <laughs> let's, Jeez. Let's they were back there for a while. Uh, Enzo just reminds me of a sandwich I had that I want to get again. So let's just the day I uh, I like his name. That's you to a sandwich. It's a fun comedy name. <laughs> that is true. Well, you never know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank, thank you, you Enzo. No problem. Not sure that was necessary, but thank you. No, I think it was a good idea. Put him was... in front of the guy that stutters. <laughs> that's, a, that's a separate story. That's a, we okay. I'll tell that story. That was funny Sorry. as hell. We were <laughs> love you, buddy. What? Uh, we so we had this woman on our show on Buzzkill at the Buzzmill mm-hmm. every every Wednesday nine o'clock at the Buzzmill. Please One come of the see best it. Best shows in town. Very good show. Free. You'll see both of these comics. They've both done it. Or you did Which recently. One? My show. Oh, it's fantastic. Ariel's doing it soon. Am I the only one who is getting my ears? Are we talking too loudly, or is it my? I think that's probably just you. I can move. Okay. I can move away from the mic. No, it might just be me. But uh, yeah, we had this woman on from San Francisco. We'd never seen her before, mm. uh, but she somebody vouched for somebody that I knew vouched for. Did you watch a 
tape at all? Did not watch the tape. You <laughs> always watch the tape. Well, because it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't want to talk about how I booked yeah, the show because yeah. I'm like, uh, but that's smart. Yeah, but somebody uh, unless you want to talk about it. No, no I, I get it. You know, you put people up because they were going to give you opportunities, hopefully, well, and blah blah blah. I mean, more so just because it's like, yeah, this is somebody I know and who I think is funny, and they're vouching yeah. for this person. But don't and you ever get like kind of forced into vouching for other people who you're like? That doesn't happen to me. And I'll say it uh, that no, way. Which I, is it. Yeah, that's, I try to convey the, you know, I mean, you know. It's <laughs> uh, fine. He'll, he'll be competent. I don't know. Nobody, I don't think. Well, actually, no. This did happen with somebody. I'll tell you. Yeah, this did happen to me with somebody. Somebody was trying to, like, get a job, actually. Mm-hmm. and Because my friend works for, like, a hiring service. And she was like, hey, this guy said he knows you through comedy. Like, what do you think? And I was just like. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's a very different sort of thing. I, yeah, yeah. That's, that's different, but... I, the other thing, I feel like there anybody's calculus on how they book a show is usually too complicated to learn much totally. if you're a comic trying to listen to it. It's True. like, because there's so True. many reasons True. and contextual reasons not to book somebody. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't just be like, oh, well, if I do that, yeah. then I'll get on that show. That's true, yeah. yeah. Just, and yeah, definitely, I've been doing it for about a year, and there definitely is. I've We've kind of got it figured out. But yeah. anyway, yeah, somebody vouched for this person. Uh, she went up, and she had a stutter i didn't know that she had a stutter and she was studying throughout her entire set and then this dude from la byron bowers gets up and goes right after her and he goes man stuttering that's an old ass thing to have <laughs> oh, Just, oh was talking about stuttering like i was on was, that show yeah you were doing you're on that show that guy was fucking he's, fantastic he's so funny yeah. byron bowers is yeah. hilarious yeah. i'd never seen him before he's from atlanta he lives in la now it's destroyed with some material that really you have to be very funny to pull off gotcha and oh like, yeah he had a bit where he talked to me he used the word trannies several times so he uses that but then he said and this is what i, I such a weird takeaway it was like what y'all don't have women with dicks out here and the funny thing about that it's like wait that's kind of woke yeah. That's actually the thing you're supposed to. Yeah. It sounds, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah that dude. Oh, His closer is insane. Is it Byron? Insane. Oh, good. that. Yeah, Byron Bowers. Yeah, he did a he did a closer about uh, how like he's not afraid you, of cops. He's not afraid of cops because he's super patriotic. And so if you're a black man, just like be super patriotic. They'll <laughs> never kill somebody who's a declared patriot. And he's wearing a coat. Wearing that's the the American flag <laughs> and like singing uh, the the national anthem. Yeah. Like as the as the police approach him, he's like, yeah, they're never gonna shoot. So the cop has yeah. to like stand at attention and hold this, and he does this like cop <laughs> begrudgingly Great. looking at him while saying yeah. the pledge of oh, it's, it's so funny. Wait, yeah. but so he just he just makes fun of the girl's stutter. I'm the the lead in comic had a had a yeah. stutter, and that was kind of her act in a certain way. Oh wait, it was a fake stutter. No, it was, no, real. It was a real. But oh. she addresses a lot. Yeah, she oh, talks okay. about it a lot. But yeah, he just talked about how it's like he basically talked about stuttering like it's polio. Just like yeah, yeah. No, yeah. nobody has <laughs> that we anymore. We do kind of have some cures. Like they have some good therapy. They got yeah. lots of speech therapists yeah. and stuff. Yeah. She, she wants the stutter. She's, not, no, she's but, missed oh, the critical no, period. More, yeah. Moreover, I'm sure she was the two things I'm sure she was cool with the joke okay. yeah, because I'm it sure. wasn't really derogatory and yeah. the other thing you can't be the kind of comic that's going to trade on that yeah. kind of thing and yeah. then be super sensitive Someone of another comic yeah, exactly. who, who exactly. is going to make a joke exactly. basically referring you can't to be your a, set that's you a, can't yeah. be a comic with a stutter and, and be sensitive yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Good point. you can't afford to be yeah, that yeah. cool 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 okay so I want to ask a couple of questions we haven't talked about yet yeah. how how much do you write let's say in a given week how, mm. how does that work for you my writing process really is it really, I don't, I don't know. Do you sit down? No, I don't do okay. that. I never do that to write for stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is just like th- things that occur to me. Usually it's stuff that like starts in reality. Like it'll be like, I don't know. Let me see. 
me see what my new. I, 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 usually, it's things that are based in reality, mm-hmm. and then I usually put some sort of a spin on it as to like, okay, like what would make this work in like a joke context. So, give you know us an mean? example um, of something you recently. You're, you're like you're seeing it in real life, and you're jotting it down in your iPhone, or mm-hmm. how does just walk me through like kind of the process of writing a joke for you. So for me, let me see. Uh, so I have that joke where I mentioned Vampire Weekend, mm-hmm. right? I have that joke where I mentioned Vampire Weekend, uh, and the, the bit is essentially like, uh, I've realized that there's some things that I use like in academia, like when I was in grad school, there's like terms that I use that I would never use when I'm talking to other black people. Yeah. And this comes from a real thing. I was t- I was really typing out a paper, and I really did type out the phrase moderately enthused. I don't, I don't even know what the paper was about. I didn't learn anything in grad school. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Like, I, it's wild. I didn't, <laughs> it's, and I got almost straight A's, and I can't. Do I you really, have student loans? Oh, so many. That but sucks. It's <laughs> bad. That's why I need a job, man. I need one of those yeah. comedy jobs, dude. But, uh, yeah, and I was typing out that phrase, and I was like, man, I would never say that in real life, but especially not to other black people. It really was my thought process. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, like, what's a fun way to like present this on stage? And I was like, okay, well, what if I was talking to someone like my cousin, who's a medical doctor, who's very intelligent, and like would understand, like, like it wouldn't be strange for her to hear that yeah. she's way she really is i do have a cousin who's a medical doctor but the conversation that i talk about on stage is a is a made-up one yeah i sort of yeah just sort of taking something that is real and then like putting it into a situation where i can like put it out in front of Cause, an audience because what you say is um you give some examples of other things that wouldn't fly right mm how does it go? I don't do that. I just say, yeah, so I just say there's there's certain things that I, that I say there that I would never say to other black people, yeah. especially, that I never say in real life, especially to other black people. So I was talking on my phone, on the phone to my cousin who's a medical doctor, and uh, we were talking about an album, and while we were talking, I was just like, I don't, I don't know how I felt about it. I was I was moderately enthused, and she just sort of pauses, and she's just like, nigga, why are you talking like that? <laughs> you know, who, and also, and who, who is Vampire Weekend? Yeah, and who's Vampire <laughs> Weekend? I see, I see, yeah. yeah. So Vampire Weekend's kind of the second <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so you're just thinking through like this funny thing and then you're like what how what's the story that I could present to the exactly and yeah. usually yeah usually it's somewhat based in reality yeah but it's not yeah usually or actually always it's always based somewhere in reality like I recently I was asleep I was asleep uh, next to my girlfriend and while we were there like I heard something like fall mm-hmm. in this house I heard something fall and I want to just talk about like my two like the, the, the immediate thoughts that i had after that this is the thing i've never done on stage because it recently happened and yeah i feel like i could either just like go out and check it out or just like completely leave it because it's like she didn't hear it either you know what i mean like she didn't mm-hmm. hear it either we could both just like if we both die there's no way she's gonna know that i heard it first <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so that's well I, yeah i think uh, i don't want to say the secret but i think a lot of the reason your comedy resonates for people is because the backdrop of your comedy is almost always kind of important or topical but mm. your voice in that appear always appears to me to be kind of like nonchalant <laughs> and even absurd so yeah. a good example i think you went to a museum with your dad oh. that was like you know, based in oppression i never do that joke anymore but I, yes yeah i went to us that and that is a real yeah. thing that happened and i went to a slavery museum with my dad in baltimore but when you're I was like 11. also drinking like a root beer float yeah. while you're you're talking to him about it immediately immediately after i don't even the, the way that i presented the joke is that immediately after we went to the slavery museum we went to a restaurant called the espn zone which is a place that doesn't exist anymore but espn did have a line of restaurants that were just like they were like hard rock cafes 
yeah. just like with sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, the the bit is essentially just like my dad being like, "Yeah, why are you so down? What do you? Yeah. What do? You, why are you so sad? Like, why don't you have some of these Peyton Manning jalapeno poppers?" But, and he's but, just like, "Yeah, go ahead." No, no, I was just from a literary angle. I think what it, that's actually a really awesome thing because you're at some sense you're like communicating what it must be like real black person to live in the world now because you have this constant talk about oppression and mm-hmm. that experience but then also you're living uh, other parts of your life that are like oh also we were doing this frivolous silly thing yeah exactly and i think it, it presents a much more complicated picture to an audience than J- yeah so i re- yeah i think that's what right. is really good about that so do you write things down in, in notebooks do you uh and it's all on my phone all oh, just phone yeah. little millennial comic baby yeah <laughs> uh just, yeah I no i do i write all my notes in my phone i usually write stuff out at first uh longhand you do it, usually usually it starts longhand and then i'll sort of condense it usually it's too long usually mm-hmm. the thing that i write is, is is too long and i'll present it on stage and i'll be like oh that's one too many ideas for yeah, this. yeah like i have that bit about the kid on a leash mm-hmm. and my thing used to be like oh like i'm applauding the parent for helping me feel safe and then i used to be like also like if you're a kidnapper like this child looks way less appealing which mm-hmm. is i feel like maybe a direction that you would take it in oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm wrong wait well, why would the kid be less appealing because oh, it's, just it's like clearly like a kid who has like yeah but like some sort of an issue that's going to make it difficult when while I, they're kidnapped when i think of a leash <laughs> i just yeah. think of like it's so cute to put a kid in one of those little animal um <laughs> leashes that mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily that they're bad it's just that like i wanted to have a kid on a leash for cuteness so <laughs> like yeah, an accessory they have little, like panda it's, backpack yeah, it's like leashes backpack, it's yeah. not like a it's, it's, not, it's like not like around their neck <laughs> yeah you know this isn't a call, spiked collar or like a, true. A, a what do you call the insane asylum jacket like it's not straight a straight jacket, jacket. <laughs> like a little straight jacket kid i'm not objecting but um uh, unless you're like but the, we all hate those parents right we can admit that i, mean, I hate uh, most parents yeah. just, I, I do think most parents are doing a horrible job yeah um, and that was yeah that was the thing that came yeah i really was at the mall and saw a kid on a leash and i was like well <laughs> I, I, you were really looking at that, the bright side yeah i was like that kid probably did something that caused like they didn't start out yeah. on the leash you no. know what i mean yeah. they've been out of control that's yeah. probably true whether well, the parent probably spoiled them in the beginning i'm like <laughs> jinxing the shit out of my kids um but they probably spoiled them in the beginning and now they can't handle them mm-hmm. and so now they're on a leash oh, so here, i blame the parent here's my analysis that that's a parent that like it's a sort of bourgeois thing where they like mm-hmm. i want to be a uh, parent because i want that gravitas and to feel good about myself mm-hmm. being narcissistic but i don't want to change my lifestyle in a way i still yeah. want to get to go to nordstrom's or whatever yeah, yeah. Yeah. so i gotta take my six-year-old mm-hmm. or whatever with me and this is a way to get to do that tether so, them to my exactly. yeah. 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 Word. Yeah. um cool okay i think we, so you write it all out longhand and then you sort of try it on stage and then start trimming it yeah, do you usually i need to take something away yeah this is interesting. i feel like our our comics that we've talked to have been very split about whether they ever write it out longhand because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who mm-hmm. would never even consider doing mm-hmm. that and then there's a lot of people who do they're like i write out longhand but i think for me like i used to write it out too much but now if i'm writing something out longhand it's really just a way to explore see what else is there i completely agree get the mm-hmm. get the like order the flow yep. and then you have to kind of like almost like sometimes I just don't even read it ever again if, or kind of like skim it a little Exa- kinda, yeah. yeah but you can't like get tied to it as, it's long, just as long as you're not writing a script right when you write yeah. along, you're, I'm, not, I think I'm not writing it word for word but yeah I will write like okay general kind of premise stuff and then okay this is the turn that it takes because a lot of right. my stuff like is like misdirection or just like, right. yeah. yeah 
Word. Uh, how many nights a week do you typically go up? Mm, five or six. Five or six, and then like uh, one to three times a night, or? Uh, yeah, just sort of depending. I mean, now definitely since the since the Comedy Central thing, I've been getting I get booked for for shows a lot, so mm-hmm. I usually try to do. I don't know maybe probably five nights out of the week I probably have a show mm-hmm. at least one and then sometimes if there's like a good mic I'll try to like combine the two of them but yeah I'd say most nights I'm probably going up once or twice yeah so five five-ish shows a week and then kind of throwing in mics when possible mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha cool well do you have some questions or should we I think we kind of were able to weave in most of what I wanted to ask so we can kind of do the closing stuff huh? cool um, so the first of our final four questions is what is the best advice that's ever been given to you <laughs> for comedy yeah for comedy Jesus Christ all of these in a comedy context <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yes. we have some jokesters who like to one time my dad told me about upbringing uh, he was like wrap uh, it up well if it's advice from a non-comedian that does apply like oh yeah that's too. a good point yeah. uh, I mean one thing so when I when I I think I started like a lot of people when they start you're like super ambitious like almost like uh, like you're you're really kind of disillusioned with like what should actually be happening for you but like within my la- my first two months I remember like I was like asking people to be on shows I was that obnoxious mm. guy and uh, I, I I was asking like Sarah June like what do I need to do she was doing like a show like a Sunday night show where everybody did 15 minutes I maybe had six mm-hmm. and I was asking to do her show and she was just like oh, I'm like I don't know if you're ready to do but just I, this is very cliched advice too but just like just keep going up just always Always keep going up and never stop doing it. Always be working on it, which I'm sure is what everybody says, but it's it's cliche because it's true. Uh, the other you mean like as opposed to like she, you're saying how do I how do I get on your show? How do I get on your show? And it's just like, dude, you'll get on shows, but just do the just, work yeah, right just, now. Yeah, like, if you're not getting booked that much, it's probably because nobody knows who you are, right? And also, you're not good, right? You yeah. know, so and, and also, I feel like it doesn't matter that it's like unoriginal or cliche or something like that because I think that once that stuff gets out there and like this is the main thing then you also have to like say like kind of re what do you call it like um, not restate it but like reaffirm it because also there's a lot of cliches that are not true Mm. I was just thinking this today like uh, just because things go without saying doesn't mean you shouldn't say it no what is what's the other because I'm putting two cute little phrases together hold on Oh, doesn't mean okay. So a lot of things go without saying that still bear repeating. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. should be common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not. Well, but I'll ask you this then: Do you still do you ever ask to do shows currently? No, not any. But no, I don't. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Part of that comes from like me running a show mm-hmm. and sort of just like. I don't know, man. There's people we were talking about. There's people who like would just like track you down and like wherever you're at and be like, hey, what's up? Make it like, awkward. Yeah, make it super awkward and ask why they haven't been on the show in three months. You know, okay. and these, yes, yeah, so a lot of these are people we've booked before and they're just like, oh man, would really like to get back up. I'm just like, hey man, just be around. Be around and well, be funny. Yeah. You'll get, because that's a thing that I've noticed. Nobody that's ever, and this is not to say that I'm like necessarily in that class, but nobody who's really good or really funny is ever asking unless they like have something. Thing coming up yes and that's a, every now and again like if i have like some friends in town mm-hmm. you know what i mean who like have never seen me do stand up or like yeah well my mom was here like i'll be like yeah. oh can i do something on this in the, in those instances i say go for it but if you're just trying to do it in general i feel like that's something that you're never really seeing from people who are like really really funny but, just like out of the blue being yeah. like hey can i do your show i happen to mention on that i think that well, the confusion is that 
uh, other comics than the this sort of DIY mm-hmm. scene that we have in Austin mm-hmm. is not the same as industry yeah. and people miss that so a lot of times you might have to make your interests more articulated to yeah. the clubs to, to or cap, something like yeah. that mm-hmm. because they are not they're seeing a lot of people and they really don't know who wants what or right. something like that mm-hmm. cap is a whole other thing it's a, right. yeah, cap's sure. a whole cap's thing a whole other but, but we are just but, talking about show, yeah, but yeah, but my, my point is is that it's with us we all know each other we know right. who's doing what if you haven't been asked maybe that person isn't ready and I don't think asking is going to help you yeah I, I want to say just you know for some of it you do have to get seen so if you're only going to the same mics or doing occasional shows over here mm-hmm. like well expand your horizons a little go to some other mics and then go to maybe some shows go to the show that you want to be yeah. on like I, it could be that you're just not being th- and it's true people get People get bumped up in my in my process if I see them more. Truly. And when I have a nice conversation, suddenly I'm Truly. like, oh, hey, I'd like to have you on my show. Um, and so being seen, being around, that is important. You oh, don't necessarily yeah. have to go to mug sh- I used to beat myself up like, oh, I, I should be drinking more often. No, no, you don't necessarily have to be like doing drugs and drinking with nah. people. Mm-hmm. But go to, to go to more stuff you want to get booked. But I'll say this. Just get if, better. If you're not being booked on any sh- if no one is asking you. Or like one friend who whatever is asking you, don't ask other people. And if you're not getting booked on any show, it's one thing if you're getting booked on shows and you're like, yeah, I got something coming up. Hey, I haven't. Right. That's one thing. But if you're if people really aren't asking you to do shows, that's a good. That's think a, about that's that. a good totally. point too because it's like if if you're not getting on one show that you want to do, that yeah. could be an exposure issue. That could yeah. be mm-hmm. like that person mm-hmm. hasn't seen. Maybe me. they don't think you want to yeah. do their but show. But if no one is booking you, that is probably more your you need to get better. Exactly. You know, because there's some people like like Michael Good had never done our show like when Katie yeah. Pingra had it like yeah. but I feel like that was just a matter of them just never really being in the mm-hmm. city because Michael Good should be on every show yeah. in the city mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. what I mean and that was just an exposure she just had never seen him and nobody had recommended him yeah. is what yeah. happened there but yeah I do think the hang if you just hang out and you're f- decently funny in this city you're decently funny and you're nice you'll get booked on all the show or at yeah. least the majority of the show so one of those two things if you're not getting booked is probably disconnected yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Probably if, not nice. Or like, don't like you. Yeah, exactly. Or you're, or not, you're not even funny. like, yeah, even like, just not even like super funny. No, you're you know right. what I mean? Just like, well, got some some decent jokes and I you're mean, cool, you'll get booked. Yeah. I don't know how everybody else who books shows feels, but I think that there is too a thing where there, there's some shows I've never been asked to do and I'm mm-hmm. not sure like what to think about it, but I also think there's some people who like like certain types of comedy more than others. Absolutely. And if you True. if you run a show, you get to choose what to put on your show and it could just be that y'all aren't the right fit for each other. That doesn't mean if other people are booking you on their shows, whatever. You know, and which isn't to say like the there's shows, shows you haven't done still? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I'll I'll tell you afterwards. But I, you know, there's a part of me that's like, should I ask? I don't know because I also wonder too. Not that I'm in. You're in a different place though. You've kind of got a. You've got a different because they really are like whether or not like anybody like really talks about it. They really are like there's like tears in the scene and you really have like earned enough respect so that you're like up. You've got a name here. You know what I mean? People know who you are. There's also people don't know who's done their show a lot of times. Yeah, not everybody's organized. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely Um, true. What was I going to say, though? Uh, oh, crap. I don't well, let me, uh, since hmm. I know we're winding down here, but I think something worth saying and like why we have Devin on or another good reason. Mm-hmm. So I went to Dallas, like I said, and you know how many clubs they have in Dallas? Like 10? They have a bunch. Eight. And you know what they don't have in Dallas? Shows. They don't they have, don't have shows. A di- it's, yeah. a very, yeah. it's a very club heavy scene. Yeah. It, so I don't, 
it's not about being anti-club and I hate I don't ever want that perception because I think they have an integral role in, in comedy what I don't think they have a good role in is comedy development mm-hmm. and yeah Dallas is weird because Dallas is weird because like there's I can think of like at least probably four people off top who are doing very well who came up in Dallas yeah, yeah. You know I mean? but it's kind of like you because it's kind of like you have to have a club ready act but this, that's, right. the, this, only, that's this the only scene, way that you're getting it's up. a funnel Absolutely. of that and yeah. this, this scene is like self-creating like yeah. the right. comics we're are doing creating something this, a little different we're yeah. creating the space that we're right. able to get good at. Right. I'm not saying Austin's only that well, way and but. well because the club opportunities here are so sparse right. yeah. you know even There's, for people who are like our favorites you know they're yeah. getting up once every three months Absolutely. probably yeah, yeah. Right. you know what I mean so yeah the cl- you really kind of have to do it yourself because there's yeah. so many comics if you're in Dallas and you want to do it I mean you've got to be into the club acts yep. and so and then you got to do that I mean like a lot of, I think they want those people learn like okay I'm gonna do the clubs and get good at that and then I'm gonna go to LA and I'm gonna try to get industry stuff and that's a very straightforward yeah. cool, and if that's, and that's what you're and into it's worked for several great. of those yeah. people it's just that if you're a little bit more alt or a little bit more mm. I don't know what do y'all know Alvin Newsom uh-uh. a little bit he, he opened he's really good yeah. and I want like he, he's he, a Dallas guy yeah he's a Dallas guy and he was talking he's from Memphis originally he was talking as if he kind of didn't have the same level of experience or ability and I was like well look I mean I, I is he like an alt guy no not okay. at all uh, but I mean but not in a bad way I'm just saying no, like, I, mean, I want I just want to kind of round it out by saying it produces good comics yeah. mm-hmm. there's no question about yeah. that but I think that he probably had to fight for that spot yes. I think he probably sure. you know what I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's fewer uh, spots for people but the people who in Dallas who get those get very good at, at, yeah. at everything that they're doing and I think yeah they've, they've done really well for themselves one uh, more some of them. piece of advice that I got uh, was also from Matt Bearden mm-hmm. which is just go up go up in environments that you're not sure that you can do well in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He was talking about, and he talked about this on y'all's episode. He was talking about going to like Beaumont, mm-hmm. and like going to Beaumont or go do a show. I did a show in like Bastrop, like go into rooms that are going to make you feel uncomfortable totally. and figure out how to make those people laugh. Yeah. Cause I very much like, I, I really, I can walk into certain rooms and be like, Oh, these, I got these people. Yeah. Like I know yeah. they're going to know all my references. They're going to, they've got, they grew up similarly to me. Like I'm going to crush in this room. They're like, going to understand your sensibility. Exactly. Yeah. They're going to, they've, yeah, they've met a guy like me before. Like they're going to, they're going to get it. But it's, I feel like that stuff is easy if you're d- decent at like d- d- performing and writing jokes. Yeah. But the tough part is yeah, going into a Bastrop or a Beaumont. And for me, at least for me, like that, that's not my like target demo. Yeah. So like for me going up there, like I feel way more accomplished when I do well in a in a room. Totally, that I don't think it's gonna like me. And I think to to me too, and this is something like I think I've really been coming into my own voice, if I can say that. But mm-hmm. just something I'm really been like excited about and working on is like really trying to come into my own voice and 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 write for myself and whatever and be in this new mode. But what's interesting is that it used to be when I was in different rooms like that, it was like, okay, which jokes will I tell? Very strategically, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. which jokes will I tell? And now this new challenge is like how do I stay in my voice Mm. and still get these people entertained and that's like a whole different thing depending on yeah some of these Dallas crowds and that's I don't think you can have it always like sometimes the voice that you create exists like I think anytime like anytime you're criticizing or not that you do but I'm just saying this is a good example or your sensibility is in conflict with a certain kind of person Mm -hmm. uh, 
if they're in the audience, that yeah. is a hard thing to do. I'm not saying yeah. it's impossible, but it's just like, you know, I, sometimes I'm like, how do you, how how would you keep both? How do you both have your act be mostly making fun of, let's say, Middle America? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also perform for Middle for America. Middle America yeah. A lot of times people like getting made fun of, though. That's you right. Have made, to, there's yeah, a technique to it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a thing. I feel like it's a thing right now for like non-white people to like have so much material. It's just like, yeah, man, white people, y'all suck. Like, which yeah. is, I don't know. <laughs> white people it, but, also have that material. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's oh man, that's just bogus to me. I, it's yeah. just I don't. It's just not an interesting opinion to have in yeah. my in my opinion. Right. Just be like, yeah, white people are so lame that they do this. It's like, like well, it just I don't feels know. like it's born out of like this isn't original. This is something pandering. that you yeah, it's yeah. pandering or yeah. like you're capitulating to what you feel like you're supposed to think as you're a right. Right. Yeah. I just, a, like the people who do comedy and are like that. I'm like, why are you even doing this? That seems so lame. Like yeah. I, I, I guess some people just like making people laugh. Yes, <laughs> that seems boring. Like if you're not also making people think or you know like kind of tweaking their brains a little exactly. bit like i don't see why you would spend your whole life doing I feel, it but I feel like the fun like i saw this girl sam J. this girl oh, she yeah. did yeah i met her in boston a couple times oh she's from boston mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, met, I met her she's yeah we have a mutual friend it'd be great uh, if she remembered me but i don't <laughs> <laughs> I, I doubt some she'd... lesbian solidarity would be great one some day boston lesbian solidarity boston, yeah. too uh but yeah I'm, i met her she, i bet you she probably won't remember me either if yeah. i'd see well, her she's again. had a pretty why isn't there enough lesbian on Black man solidarity. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really we're, do, we're doing it right here. Yeah, it's a good chance right you won't remember each other. But, um, she she had a bit where she was basically talking about like like let's give let's give white dudes a break because we've been so mean to like I feel like that's a way more like interesting take and like opinion to have on sure. stage uh, than you know yeah the, man they're always at Whole Foods like you could, sh- you ha- look I mean I, I, I so but you yeah absolutely but you have to be talented enough true true. To uh, let people, uh, to, to for people to want to listen to your interesting True. opinion. To- if you're, if you're totally. not funny totally. and they're like, but I have an interesting thought. They're like, yeah, yeah we'll organize it as a joke a and work way. for three years and maybe yeah. I'll yeah. listen to that. True. True. Word. Um, I think, oh yeah, no. Um, so let's just do a kind of personalized version of this. Yeah. If you could go back and, and give yourself advice, mm-hmm. like let's say in that first year, mm-hmm. like you hit that first year mark, you know, Anything you would have told Is yourself it, yeah. to do mm-hmm. differently or wish... You what know. do you wish you knew? Well, or, for, or if I could talk it. to myself before I was doing comedy, I would sure. have talked to myself... Too, yeah, yeah. Well, I would, I'll do both. Sure. I would have, I would yeah. have talked to myself really like... Because it's just... I, you guys probably feel the same way. It's just like growing up, you didn't feel like comedy was like an option. You didn't mm-hmm. feel like... I didn't think that anybody could just like go be a writer. You know what I mean? I had it no just, idea. It, it just never occurred to me. Because nobody... My, you know, I grew up... I don't know. My dad's a big influence on me. He's always talking about, you know, go get this office job. You know, go do this. Yeah. Which is why I went to grad school. Because my dad was like, yo, this is a good idea. I was like, I don't have anything else to do. So if I could have talked to myself even... You know, even not even when I was a teenager, but even when I was like 20, 21 years old, when I was in college, just like go out there, give it a shot. You know, we're all we've always been funny people. Like our Mm -hmm. our just the way that we think just sort of goes towards humor. So I feel like I would have told myself that uh, when I was, you know, five, six years ago. You know, I feel like we all have the thing where we wish we would have started earlier. Yeah, no one has to give you permission to start. Just start. If you want to do comedy, start doing comedy. So that's uh, but yeah, uh, me talking to myself when I very first started comedy, I think I just would have told myself like 
like like go all in on this yeah go all in on this because at first i definitely started just sort of as a hobbyist and just sort of somebody was just like oh yeah i'll do some open mics was pretty casual about it but i think if i could go back and tell myself anything it's just like yeah doing something big it's attainable but you haven't been doing it so long so i think your hobbyism was actually the appropriate amount of time yeah that's probably true because because there is a sense where it's like i mean obviously if you go back and be like just hit this the ground running as hard as you can that's great but like at some level too you don't know if you're gonna like comedy that's true when i didn't start doing i didn't know if i was gonna be any good at it that's why it's cool because yeah we really were in the same class of us austin smart eric 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 Nimmer, Nimmer. uh and some people that dropped off dramatically dwight (laughs) Dwight, yes i love dwight but it was a pretty i heard he was doing something the other day he'll i mean dwight will come back that's 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 why you should just not quit because if if you can't it just, there's a bunch of people that do that where it's like they can't completely let it go so they come yeah. back every like mm-hmm. three months every four months yeah. and they're not good Cause I think because they haven't been doing it and it's like if you had just been doing this the whole time right but I mean yeah so either quit or do it you know <laughs> yeah um, alright cool so what are you tired of seeing at open mics uh I'm tired of seeing it open mics. I guess it's like uh, you know, just like just like obvious. Andrew Clarkston. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> like obvious and like, uh, man, I don't know. I'll see some people like I feel just like just like premises that are completely unbelievable. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people who aren't. That's such a good point. You know what I mean? Because it's like some people. It's like okay, I'm doing this is me as a character. I'm clearly you know what I mean. Like yes. Martin is somebody who's like clearly that this is not my. Yeah, when the this, audience understands yeah. that you you know that they know that you're yeah. doing this is not this your thing. voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I'm talking about yeah guys who just are like presenting it as though this is a thing that really happened to them, and I'm just like no the fuck everyone knows. Yeah. Yes, like, can we that's, let's that's let's hit that hard. Yeah. If you're do if your premise like I don't know if people think that we believe their stories. Yes. If they're just that but I'm like if everyone knows that that didn't really happen, it's not funny. Exactly. You know, I took I took a comedy class when I started and there was one girl who her thing is like every week when she would do her little thing, it was it was this weird story. It, and the, she, we didn't know at first, but her first yeah. story was this like this thing where she was ice skating and then these people at the ice skating pond, this was just a pond, mm-hmm. not a rink. Mm-hmm. Um, these like these Asians all got into this like weird trapeze formation while skating. And and then she like ran into them. It was this whole thing where at the end we were like, are you claiming that that really happened? Exactly. And she was like, no, I thought that's what comedy was. It's <sighs> like you tell a story, you make up a story. That's, well, that's, what, the, that's what you, comics. You can make up stuff, but it yeah, needs but to be it, something that could right. have plausibly happened. I mean, I, I think a good hint here too is if you're not good doing stuff that like one of the best things I've gotten on this podcast was Danny Goodwin said it. And I had, I had, now, everybody knows this, which is that you can learn a lot from bad people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it w- for whatever reason, that just stuck in my head. And I was like, oh, one of the reasons is that like when you watch a good person and you see that they're doing something that works, you don't always know why it's working. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be like, oh, well, look, that means I can... Like, this is an example. There are people that do fictitious accounts on stage all the time. For it's sure. hilarious. Totally. But they're aware of what they could stretch right. and, exactly. and fictionalize exactly. and what they couldn't. Yeah. And so you're like, well, I'll just lie and that's fine. That guy lies. That d- Yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's definitely... Yeah, it needs it's, to be something that could have yeah, yeah. maybe happened even yeah. if it's a crazy thing and I don't I don't know so much of it I I feel like just of being good at stand so much of it is real is taste mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. and I truly do feel like 
I don't like some people just aren't supposed to be doing. And I feel like after about a year, like you sort of get a sense for like, okay, am I usually doing well? Can I usually make? Am people I getting laugh? better yeah. at this? Yeah, yeah, I feel like it just comes down because nobody's good when they first start, but after a while, I feel like you just have to have good taste and like know in a, in how a, to present things on stage in a weird way. And I, I don't want to go too far with this point, but like, it's like chess or a lot of other things where. Once you get a few things under your belt, you should be way better than somebody starting. Mm-hmm. Yes, not that's to, a good so point. not to, but if you're that's in a your, good way of deciding mm-hmm. to tell people how to quit. If you're in <laughs> if you're in your first year and you're not doing dramatically better than you would the first three weeks, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's probably you, there is a disconnect. Now I'm not telling those people to quit, but that should be a wake up call of like yeah. I am doing this fundamentally wrong. Yeah. And if you've mean, been doing comedy. Uh, you know for a year consistently mm-hmm. at least a couple times a week whatever and you look at the people who are starting right now mm-hmm. and if 90% of them you're no better than yeah quit can but, we just but officially he, but, I mean and I think that's uh, advice that we can give as people who like you're, you know like doing okay yeah but I feel like the thing about it, like if you are one of those people, you're not self-aware <laughs> yeah, enough to true. know. Exactly. That hopefully, you're one of those hopefully they will listen to this. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, I, I bet you, know. I guarantee you, if one of the people that we're talking about right now is listening to this, yeah. they're telling themselves, "Nah, that's, that's not, not me. That's not yeah, me, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm better than those yeah, yeah. dude." Like, yeah. Yeah. well, see, the thing is, is, eventually they will do that. Uh, that's because what you don't see, and this has struck me real quick. It's like. Oh, there's not an infinite amount of time at this because you go to open mics like nobody's here has been doing it for twenty years. Nah. Yeah, they no, they so eventually they uh, they it may be too long, but eventually six, seven, eight, yeah. whatever it is, no, they're I like guess, I guess that's true. Yeah, there are a few people. They're gonna let it go. Yeah, well, let's. What is the longest? I know, anyone, I know. Has been, anyone has been open micing it and sucking it up. So there's two two categories here, right? Yeah. One is there are comics who are. I think almost revered within the scene that are still still haven't made it at a kind of like let's say recognized by Comedy Central in sure. some respect no, or totally. or, re- or headlining or even regularly featuring but still do mics. Yeah, I don't want to name names because I don't know whether they would consider that insulting or not. But anyway, that's probably yeah yeah. But that's just, but this is just the reality of. It. I'm not saying they're not yeah. a fantastic You're just comic. This, this is just where they're at. This yeah. is where they're at. Right. Uh, versus there are people who have never made it outside of the open mic level right uh, and I know one that's been doing it for 10 or 11 years yeah and you we all know him but most people don't know that he's been doing it long right uh, I'll tell you off oh yeah well, okay, I'll write also two people, names there's also people who do this for fun and I think that's a totally different thing if you're doing this for fun and for social and you're enjoying it like yeah I mean that doesn't matter then it's just those of us who like have the idea that this could be a career mm. like it, yeah for you it's like well the, I just just so that you don't waste your life in yeah. poverty like you if you're not getting better oh yeah well yeah I know right <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah no I um, I don't know yeah and that's something I think we lose sight of sometimes I was talking to talking to Allison O'Connor and uh, yeah it's sometimes we, we'll be talking about people and then sometimes we'll be like oh well I guess they're probably not trying to make a career right. out of this. You know, well, I mean, well, this yeah. is probably just a thing they're just doing for kicks, so they're not going to take it as seriously or look yeah. at it. The same and I'm not, really well. I'm not saying that those people should quit. I just think that there's should be. It's like you have look, to be realistic about be, where you're going, yeah. to, where you're going with this. And that, and what's happening is, I think they they're like an amputee trying to run a race, and it's like you. I'm not saying you couldn't eventually find some blades. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. actually be running or whatever, but you will not run with like this. Yeah. Right, right, and right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something has to change. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got that. Final question. Uh, well, sort of second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, magic wand situation. I know you heard us do this question. Yeah, like, yeah, if you yeah. could change something about uh, 
the Austin scene. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that thing about industry, and we don't have it here. And sometimes everybody's like, oh, we wish we had more industry. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes I think we're good because we don't have it. Well... <laughs> It's 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 weird because I yeah. I see that I it's see like a paradox. I, yeah, I see where it's like part like part of us were a, like some of us we were able to get good because we didn't have that pressure yeah. that exists in Los Angeles. Because in LA, it's like legitimately like yeah, like a casting person could be if you're like at a decent show, somebody could just be back there watching. Yeah. So part of that is like we were able to get better and improve because we didn't have that pressure. And we were able to just go do bullshit. Mike, shout out twenty two eleven. My first. Yeah. Those are those are really dear. Those are true yeah. dear memories of my. Oh, right. man. Like, really like those are I really like 2211 was one of the only places it was one of the few places where I would wind up be- getting kind of like drunk and or hot mm-hmm. like yeah. just like really being like because a lot of times it was ta- me talking to Jared and Austin yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like by this is at midnight at this point and you're yeah. just throwing one more mic in like because yeah. I don't usually do, I, I never did the Monday night consistently I, I used to do that one when I got started I used to do it a lot when uh, Trace yeah. Holt had yeah. it because yeah. that that's a good place if you're brand new and you are listening to this podcast the yeah. Night Mike at Spider House is a great place to go up where nobody's going to be listening to you. Yeah. yeah. So if you just want to get like some time on stage, just trying to figure out what it's like to present jokes on stage, go to that Monday right. Mike. It has a kind of background noise of like this doesn't really matter at all. Yeah. And nobody, even the comics that are there, aren't going to judge you. Exactly. Tramps was that for me, honestly. Yeah. It's like you can you can kind of get half of an audience, sort of. Yeah. But you really feel yeah. it's like a great place to grow confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you exactly. can feel like. Uh, I just gave it to Tyler Gross, by the way, man. It's fine. Word. Yep. That's, man, that's truly what that place is for. Yeah. It really just is for like a like one guy to like do for a little bit and then pass on yeah. to like a young, hungry guy who's yep. like really like... Wait, so wait, have you answered this question? The what Oh, the magic wand oh, right. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we kind of yeah. got, distra- got, okay. we yeah. got distracted. Um, I mean, I think maybe I would say the industry thing like based on where I'm at. Like now, like now that I got that Comedy Central thing, it would be cool if industry people were here, so I didn't have to leave. Yeah. You know, like that would be tight. But I mean, outside of that Magic Wand situation about the Austin scene, I think I wish that there were. I wish that there were more clubs. It would be nice to have, you know, instead of. I mean, because really now we really just have an A club and a B club. Yeah. You yeah. Know what, you know what I mean? And so it would be nice to sort of have maybe like a more like mid level play. You know what I mean? Just like more club opportunities so you could get to well, maybe open and like get more, more experience. of either of those. Yeah. Like another, yeah, that's another, a, another, another city, but another, another would be great. No, yeah. to- totally. Yeah. yeah. Just more opportunities to like get up in like a club setting and sort of hone what you would do you know as what? an opening act. This is so dumb. And I like it's crazy that this is when it finally occurred to me. But the other, because I I do the Velve mic when I can, but there's so many Thursday shows now, and so mm-hmm. I wind up like trying to do it about once a month at this point. Mm-hmm. And I always have this thing where, like with Velve and Cat mics, I just feel a lot of pressure. I, mm-hmm. Like it's a relief if I don't have to do them, mm-hmm. basically. And but and then I like the other night I was going up, and I, I the whole day I wasn't thinking about my set. And then before I was like, what am I going to do that's new that I can, and how can I like mm-hmm. do some stuff that I know is going to work? Where there's some, but but I want to do something new, and and I, I don't want to say anything that I said last time I was here and all that. And I kind of like threw together the set that I was just like, is this going to work? I don't know. I'll just, it'll be fine, I guess. I just we'll see. I don't know. And it was a full. A, a room and like lots of comics are there of course and mm-hmm. I, I I just heard them talking shit of course like Andrew Clarkson back there the whole time just being like you know yeah. making fun of people and I'm yeah. like man he's so good at it is this pressure <laughs> like I he don't want it. Andrew Clarkson making fun of me like you have to I let feel, that happen I mean you I know, I know but, yeah. but listen so, and I'm just having this whole like oh I just hope this goes well I don't know oh, the valve like I, I love this place but I just oh, blah, blah. and I go up and I have a great set and I was like oh 
I love this place because it's a fucking club and yeah. people are here for comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The comics are here to laugh. These people are here to laugh. And especially when it's a full room like it was the other night, I was like, oh, this is fun. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. Like, this is the most fun place to do comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't I shouldn't feel this way of like, oh, I hope this goes I, well. Like, I don't is, think you should feel that way now. You know what I mean? Well, because sure, it's like yeah. Because yeah. you've, yeah, I don't know. You're at a place where you've like gained a certain level of respect in the scene where it's just like, people will give you the benefit of the doubt. Even if like, if I see you have a set, like even if that room was packed and you yeah, didn't yeah. do well, I'm still like, oh, well, Ariel's good. I, yeah. know, I know that. So it's but like. But I am terrified of people and, talking. No, but that's that's a good point. Like my feeling about Andrew Clarkson is that people should just listen to Andrew Clarkson. And I'm not saying totally. I don't mean he's absolutely right, but the, the shit talking aspect, I think at a certain point it's like, look, they everybody has opinions about you. And some people are right about yeah, what it's you're not like bad Andrew at. Clarkson tells me what he thinks. Yeah, that's also right. he's gonna I'm, he's gonna I'm, talk I'm about it. You'll have yeah, to yeah, let me know yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah, no, no, I don't mean he does particularly what I'm saying is that like people that are like we're all critical of one another yeah. and I'm saying at first you just want to be like I hope no, I hope people like me and I mm-hmm. hope people think I'm good once yeah. you get to a point where that's you're getting booked and people do like you they're still gonna think there's shit in your act that you, you shouldn't have you think I should sign up for a Sarah Ha account or whatever because <laughs> <I> <laughs> Katie is Katie my wife no. is pretty sure I should not no, um, I, I mean, that I cannot handle that kind well, here, but here's, of okay, so here's yourself up to that I'm well, here, so I here. think I'm too fragile yeah, you I might, think I'm my worst critic you anyway. might want to do it and I this is why I don't want that I'm, no, like, here's I'm a, tempted normal normal people shouldn't if you are worried I almost feel the irony here is like if you were worried about it you uh, you need I already, to <laughs> yeah I, I took a Rorschach test yeah. for the first time the other day I like tried out a therapist and um oh apparently not everybody sees everything as scary bats and monsters and <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that's what everyone sees in Rorschach test and the, not apparently not Katie does not so, see some that people are neither butterflies some yeah. people are seeing butterflies <laughs> I think the whole world is sinister now yeah, to get this, me in terror yeah, so. this, this is clearly a picture of my grandfather's disappointment <laughs> I, know, so I see a lot of vaginas there are, that are okay, trying to kill me well, I will say <laughs> there's a vagina there's a vagina in every Rorschach blog that's what that's what happens if you put something goopy and then you fold it in half of course there's a vagina that's right that's such an Ariel Norman sentence yeah. put but something this, goopy and fold I mean, it in half on. that's a vagina yeah. that's, that's an Ariel not. sentence but, but, but I guess what I'm saying is like it, the truth is is that we all do have certain like even if we're good or whatever yeah. we all have stuff that we notice about one another would like Man, like, so I, this fucking Dallas trip was revelatory for me. Yeah, it, it revealed my flaws in such a dramatic way. Not, and I didn't even have a bad set, yeah. but it was just right. like, I need to not talk about jizz as much as I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're just like, because, because, uh, you know, in, in your head, a lot of times you're like, oh, those people, that specific person, they don't get it. They're overly prudish, maybe, mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then I was like, you know what? I like these 40-year-olds. Yeah. I don't want them you to not like what I'm talking about. I would say the mean age of the show was probably like 35. Interesting. Well, and it, yeah. And it's like a thing where like sometimes... you're a very young crowd. We're not, used to, we're not used to doing that much time. So it's like yeah. you're doing a half... I've, only, I've done a half hour like two or three times at this point. And it's like sometimes you don't realize how many jokes you have that sort of like have similar points mm-hmm. or sort Absolutely. of like have similar like themes and how exhausting topic. that could be exactly yeah. so yeah sometimes I'll just like have bits like I have several bits about like just like my feelings about like dating white girls and sometimes yeah I'll look at my set and be like oh I can't do all three yeah. of these yeah. like that's yeah so yeah. it's it works when you're doing open mics and you're like sort of bouncing it around but when you're doing a longer setting then it's sort of no you have to think about yeah you can't repeat yourself or else people are going to think that you have a complex exactly you know? which yeah, yeah. yeah people are going to think I hate lesbian sex if I tell <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I just think lesbian sex is silly. But um, 
most of the time. That's such a no, funny, sure. it's a funny opinion to have. Mm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, that's the thing about being black or gay or whatever is that you're like, well, I get to make fun of my people. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm going to make fun of my people a lot. But yeah. like, it's like you have the experience. Sometimes, I would say like 70% of lesbians don't really like me. 30% of them love me. You know what I mean? I don't know do what you the... Feel this way also? Do What's you feel that? About with gay dudes? Do you feel like they... I have a weird relationship to this stuff because I actually don't want... I don't... I want to talk about my experience as a gay person, but I don't want to people to think i represent that right. yeah, nor do i think i'm not gonna no no names here but like if you go on on stage then you say something and you act as if you're speaking for right your group i think you're actually doing something fucked up yeah, yeah that is me too. I, I think, I think you you're need to distance yourself and be like this is my specific yeah. opinion but well, yeah. and, yeah. and you and, you and austin both do things where you're just like yeah, yeah i'm not a huge fan of this group of people that yeah. i'm a part yeah. of. Yeah. I'm, I'm wary of doing that as a, as a black person it's a yeah. different thing yeah it's a weird time. I, I get but, to, oh i understand i feel like if i say something like if i go if my material was like I don't like other gay men. I think the way I present it would look like, oh, this is like a weird hate crimey guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't or, wanna, and they'd be like, yeah, yeah this guy doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah. feel comfortable with who he is. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and but my feeling about it last, I just like, I think if you speak for your group in certain ways, you are actually dismissing a bunch of people within your group to disagree yeah. with you. Totally. It's not a good thing to totally. do. Um, I realized that we're moving to endorsements and I forgot to prepare one. So these are comedy endorsements. Mm -hmm. I'll say that because, again, we have a lot of jokers. It's not original, by the way, to just be like, "Eh, I like this restaurant. It's been done. The first times it was fine. (laughs) I'll give you you a real one. I'm not going to do a bit. Ariel should have been a, a middle school teacher. I've thought about it. When I, I was still going to be like a Mormon and stuff, that was the plan. <laughs> when uh, I was going to be a Mormon. When I was going to continue to be yeah. a Mormon. Yeah, I got you. You know, it's funny. Some comic the other day, I can't remember who it was, at the Velve was talking about like, you never see gay Mormons or whatever. And I was like, oh, I, I watch I porno. A, I have a lot to say about I watch porno about gay Mormons. Gay Mormons. You see fine. gay Mormons, yeah. certainly. It's like, I was a gay Mormon. Like, most of them stop, but there's a whole group called Affirmation where there's like a shitload of gay Mormons. Anyway. Um, so uh, comedy endorsements comedy endorsements uh, yeah I would endorse I would tell everybody to check out uh, 8 by Gerard Carmichael it's a, a HBO special he just put it out like a couple months ago I yeah. still haven't seen that it's really good he's, I know, I know. Yeah, he's really a guy who's just like yeah when anybody I don't know because it's just there's so few like uh, there's so few black comics that are sort of like well known and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know just sort of I don't know what's the best way to put this I don't know. I don't want to try to put the, what I'm trying to say into words, but <laughs> he's he's just a he's a guy who I feel like I he's there's very few black comics that I see on TV that I'm just like oh yeah I that I do kind of what that guy does sort of yeah you know what I mean? because there's not that many when you think about it there's really not that many like well like famous black comics there's not a ton. I mean it just, okay I guess wait it just depends, name every famous black you. comic you can think of go. Okay. I'm just trying uh, to buy myself Eddie Murphy, time. Charlie. No, Murphy. let's Eddie. not even say those. I'm talking about I'm, contemporary. Current, contemporary. Current, yeah. yeah, like young, like young guys. Let's say under like 35. Okay, so George Wallace doesn't count. Okay. No, no, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and Kevin Hart's probably just right above that. Yeah, we can say Kevin Hart. Let's say Kevin Hart. Let's, okay. Let's throw him in there. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal. Um, uh, man, it's Roy Wood oh, Jr. A, like, Roy Wood Jr. is a guy. He's on Michael the Daily Ch- Show. Michael Che, Tony Michael, Rock. Michael Che, Tony Rock. Um, that's fine. That's I was just buying time. You're just buying time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just say, wrote a list of 15 right did now. You have, I, didn't yeah. have to say I could name Drew, 40 yeah, yeah. <laughs> without check trying. Eight by Gerard Carmichael. Really, just like it's 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 directed by Bo Burnham, and just like oh, nice. doesn't look like any other stand-up special. And that's something like cool. I, it's doing a special is very far away 
thing, you know, way yeah. out in the future. But just I think of you think about what yours is going to look like, yeah, yeah. and his really doesn't look like any other special you've seen. And I, I feel like that. that's very important right his, now. His stuff is yeah. also uh, point of view driven. Yeah, okay. I really yes. like that. Awesome. He, he I'm does very a, excited to see he that. He does a lot of like, yeah, like I know I know I'm supposed to feel this way, but fuck, but fuck feeling. You know, yeah. he does a lot of like. Uh, he had a bit where he talked about how like he wants to be rich enough to be a Republican so that he can say stuff like, I don't think poor people should have cereal. And honestly, the difference between him and Chappelle in terms of when they like, I don't, I'm not one of the people that's like, oh, he's, he's out of touch or something like that. But with the trans stuff with Dave Chappelle, it felt like initially he wasn't, he wasn't prepared for the, the backlash. Mm -hmm. Whereas I feel like with uh, Carmichael, if he says something that's sort of offensive, the next sort of three or four minutes is going to be about how like look I actually understand why you are yeah, reacting right. the way you yeah. are and here's how I feel about that and, and that well just prepared. comes that comes with being a young person Absolutely. sort of yeah, just, yeah. yeah just sort of yeah because Chappelle grew up in a different that's time awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah he completely understands a why better time, any, really anything no. <laughs> 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 well, <laughs> back when ways, blacks knew I their mean, place <laughs> that's what Jerry <laughs> yeah no, no, I, the, the mid 90s the mid 90s really was a better time for America true truly all, yeah. Everybody um, could buy houses. My, you could just graduate with like a four year degree and make like $60,000. I think race $1. relations were better, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, I, it's hard to say because we didn't have the police can and the iPhones and everything. Oh, it was worse. You think worse. it was worse? Uh, yeah. Statistically, I, definitively. Just, I have, yeah, <laughs> I have. Uh, I have family in in, in Baltimore, and I yeah. would, they well, would, Baltimore they, was definitely has continued that, to be a horrible. It's all all, they, they all, it all it's the decentralization of of like white straight. Uh, men from like the cultural conversation. So wow. now this that when we talk about race yeah. relations in the country, it's closer to how black people. Let me speak as a black. So you no for sure. It's, uh, this is something I've thought about. It's just yeah. like yeah, this is and, I, and I'm sure some stand up is like talked about this on stage. Yeah. Just like yeah, just America just now is getting hip to like what we have known yeah. forever. You don't think it's the just, police state has gotten worse? There are certain things about it, like the the arms and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because that's like, definitely gotten worse. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know, just like and white supremacists well, about, coming about, out about, publicly, no, like that's gotten just, worse. We're just talking about police David relationship. Duke was like a white supremacist, he was, who and was he ran for office. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, if we're talking about yeah, just our relationship with the police, I don't think it's really changed that. I feel like okay. the the pre like the press that it's gotten and like yeah, the way that it's certainly. been publicized and like sort of vilified has changed, which is like a move in the right direction, but it's still something black men are still being unarmed black dudes are still being killed all right. of the time and the police are facing no consequences. Right. Look, look Meanwhile, people black men are going to jail for like minor drug offenses for like significant periods of time. Look at yeah. sorry, sorry look, I got very political. No, absolutely. It's great. No, and I mean, and look at state. look at the difference how we talk about stop and, stop and, and frisk is a great example mm -hmm. about how like now that is an explicit policy that we talk about how it's taking place in New York and other cities. And it was stuff. stopping for us like seven, eight years ago? Yeah. But yeah, what I, but what least, I'm saying yeah. is that like that before that conversation started where it was explicit, there was like, oh you mean the way police just Cheap do people. police office. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, what it is yeah. So, so yeah. it's like it's yeah. it's moving in the right direction, but it's still shitty. Yeah, yeah. I guess it just doesn't feel like it's moving in the right direction. That's what I'm responding to. It just feels like it's getting worse <laughs> lately. Like yeah. everything has gotten worse. Yeah. But I mean maybe that's I don't know. Maybe that's just the way the yeah. news is. I've never I want to talk about I don't know I don't want to do any Trump stuff on stage but I do just this is the first pre every other president I've just been like yeah well, like you got this right you know yeah. this is the first president I'll be like oh you might get us killed yeah. like I've never yeah. I've never felt that way before it's 
right. creepy. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know we got to wrap up. Um, yes, Jared, did you do an endorsement? Oh yeah, I, I got two real quick. Okay. One, let's just talk about Buzzmo real quick. And I know mm-hmm. it's you're here, and this is Askis yeah. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But in the theme that I've been sort of talking about, about like it to the degree this is a DIY scene. This is how people develop. Mm-hmm. That's a. I mean, Buzzmo is kind of a crucial thing in that. Mm-hmm. So I, I've told you this several times. One of my favorite things about that show is you can actually increase the size of your audience based on your performance. Yeah. There's nothing else like that. True. Uh, so I'd say punch is like that. Yeah, yeah. But punch, at least everybody is in there. Yeah. Listen like, to kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, there's I a see, bunch of people on the perim, uh, the perim, like they, there are people week, hanging there, out. There's a ton of people who don't even know that a show is about yeah, to yeah. They're just hanging out at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you guys inherited this from Katie. Or, no, no, no. I know the show, this part, which is that uh, it's also, you guys book a lot of out-of-towners and mm-hmm. it's one of a few people who can, you can meet people and see people yeah. from like oh this is a person in Atlanta this is a person in yeah. San Francisco yeah. this is a person in San Diego these are like you can't really do that in most other shows that's true I think it's because our, our show is one that gets brought up you know yeah. what I mean if you ask yeah. any, if they're someone, like, yeah we'll yeah. recommend it yeah. yeah so like even yeah especially we've had like some like Joe List came through and did it like we've had like Brandon Wardell like sometimes like yeah, yeah. people will ask about like what the, the shows are to do and a lot of times they get pointed in our direction absolutely okay and the one I was going to say was I prepared it was uh, Sure Thing because yep. it's if which will be over soon it'll, then that's why I'm bringing it up it's mm-hmm. one of uh, they're still going to do something there's probably still going to be a sure thing in the future oh. but this is figure out where. yeah this is Brennan K. O'Grady and Duncan Carson's show it's been around for a while and it's just awesome one of the, Java it's, uh, the, tw- the 12th on the Mar one fantastic. at 8 o'clock one of the best on independent Saturdays. shows mm-hmm. in and so yeah. yeah and they've done absolutely. a lot of great things for the scene yeah um, the last one's I think coming up in September I think so everybody should, should see should it while get it while it's hot everyone yeah. they can um, and get there early because it is always standing room only that's right um, I have a question I don't know if this is weird but have yeah. you ever considered or asked if you can have a tip jar at Buzzkill no, I've heard your stances and I've heard you talk about tip jars yeah. and I it seems like something that could probably work yeah. at our show. You know what I mean? It seems like and I heard who was talking was it you who were talking about yeah, like put a probably. couple dollars in there? Oh yeah, see put a couple the tip do- jar. Just you got sort to. of get it yeah, just get like four or five we bucks. Even in there. have even have a plant in the audience who puts a five dollar bill in that you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so that people it's are like, Oh, it's just okay. somebody's been It's not just that it's okay. Like that's what happens that's how we are socially. If if other people are giving money, you're gonna feel cheap if you don't. True. If no else is and you're like oh yeah people don't really put money in yeah, here so i don't has. have to yeah i think i don't know i'm gonna talk to my co-host about this i'm gonna discuss yeah. it with allison because i feel like that would be a good Y'all way been just giving to- that show away for free for a long time and the point is i think it's a very high value and i think if buzzmill doesn't have a problem with it which i can't imagine they would because like all the musicians nah. in town a lot of them suck and they still do these tip jars true. people still give them money true i think is we have a weird thing is stand-ups where we're sort of, we sort of like feel like we're supposed to suffer and we feel like right. we're, yeah. we're not we're, we're not supposed to be making any money no, we're man. supposed to be struggling yeah. and like not but that show has been built up and the the skill level in Austin has built up to the point where I think we deserve to make to have a tip if if the musicians are having tip jars I don't hate gas money yeah you know what I mean like for sure plus Buzzmill we used to get free barbecue and uh, yeah now there's no free food now it's just drinks let's get let's get some it's not even worth doing as far as I'm (laughs) saying about it (laughs) who cares about awesome stage time Um, (laughs) right. so then my endorsement um, I I know I endorsed the holy fuck live comedy thing a couple weeks ago but I I finally finished it Hmm. and so like for the good comics that I found that I liked that also had albums I've like put them into my queue so I haven't listened to it yet but Zach Sherwin really impressed me on 
Holy Fuck Live Comedy. So now I've got his Brutus album queued up. Hopefully it is good, but his, I'm just excited. This is, you know, I don't know if you know about Holy Fuck Live Comedy. Mm. It's like 50 different comics or something all doing four minutes. And so it was really a really fun way to just be like, oh, let me see if there's anyone new that I'm interested in. It's so, an album on, uh, you can listen on, on Spotify. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully Zach Sherwin Brutus is good yeah that's my a lot of, a lot of times you'll, you'll, you'll hear a comic you really like and you look and see if they have an album on Spotify and they don't but right. they have a track on this yeah mm. exactly yeah. Yeah. stuff like oh, that cool, cool. alright well thanks so much Devin yeah thank you for having me this, great. This I, I just wanted to say I feel like we uh for me, part of this is like a, a kind of a comedy time capsule too, mm-hmm. away from just the advice yeah. or whatever. And it was good to have you on. I feel like you're a crucial piece Dude, of comedy right now. Thank you. And thank awesome. you for saying that. Absolutely. Yeah. I will start because I have, um, I'm going to headline the show tonight, the 17th on Thursday at uh, Anderson Mill. Um, oh, so if anyone, oh, really cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want to drive together? Sure. Cool. Uh, so if anyone has, uh, if anyone lives in that northern area, come out and see us. That's going to be fun. And then on the uh, 18th, I'm going to be doing the Blind Tiger show in San Antonio. So come out to that. And then, ooh, on the 21st, uh, I believe it's at, oh, at 8 o'clock at Spider House. I am opening for Sandra Valls. It's a gay, one of our gay shows. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. The 22nd uh, at 8 o'clock at Cap. Um, it's uh, I'm doing Andrew Dismuke's show at Cap, but also it's my Ooh. birthday, so it'll be you know if you want to like on coming 18th out. or 19th, don't we also twenty second? You might be doing that, but I am out of town, so I, I don't know, know what you're doing. Okay. Uh, and then on the twenty third, um, I'm doing Zaley's show at Cold Town, the one where it, I think it's at ten, 10 p.m. You create <laughs> a, create a religion, so That's I'll start thinking idea. about my religion at some point here soon. Um. What I've gone up. Well, first off, you can find me every Wednesday, Buzzkill Comedy at the Buzz Mill, nine o'clock oh, off yeah. of Riverside. Fantastic show. You should come check it out. Um I will be there every Wednesday, of course. I don't really have a ton of shows until like the twenty fifth. The twenty fifth, eight o'clock at the new movement. I'll be at a show called Spitballin'. I'm sorry, it's at seven thirty. Spitballin', which is like an improvised stand up show. Uh, also the weekend of the twenty fifth and twenty sixth, I will be um, I'll be hosting at the Velveeta Room. So you can catch me at the nine o'clock you know show. Who's, uh, uh no, it's I think it's a guy who used to live in Texas somewhere. I don't remember his okay. name. Um, but yeah, I'll be there the 25th and the 26th. Also on the 28th, I'll be at a show called The Joke of Painting now remember, at Spider House Ballroom. Okay, so oh, there's nothing well, else between the 17th and the 23rd you wanted to plug? No, not really. Oh, okay. Wait, okay. what's the 20th? Nope. I really don't have a lot of shows next hey, week. Hey, you know what? If you're listening, book Devin for your shows yeah, book between f- tonight and the 23rd. Yeah, next weekend is, is bare. I don't have a show Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, 18th, 19th, 20th. So if you book a show, I'd love to be on it. Thank there you. There you go. Um, yeah, so I have a show. I have that Laugh Out Proud uh, Queer Comedy Showcase on mm-hmm. August 19th. Um, That's at 10 uh, or I forget. Is it, it's at 10, it's a 10 o'clock, yeah, at the Institution Theater. You should definitely go to that. Um, also, every Thursday, I'm just generally, uh, All right. uh, Alamo Laugh Out. What is it called? Laugh, 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 laugh out, laugh out, proud house. No, no, no. <laughs> Alamo, yeah, yeah. Alamo laugh house. It's Thank a gay you. theme to this. No, this one is a regular, just okay, regular old stand. These are all people who've experimented with being gay. Yeah, well, the they don't Presumably. leave. They don't leave 
the show without having, having done something <laughs> gay. That's a, that's. But anyway, go to that. That's at the Village uh, Alamo Draft. West Anderson. Yeah. Um, the yeah. cool. And I got two more shows coming up, but I'll tell you about that later because I realized I just wrote down who was hosting them and what day it was, but not where it was. Gotcha. So, excellent. I'll let you guys know. Follow me on Twitter, Jeremy McCorkle. Yeah, and uh, poop tampon for me. And do you have to change that? Devin, nope. Uh, I'm, I'll be. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at Internet Devin. Internet Devin. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Peace. Right. Yeah. Yay. Thanks.